We Speak English Good has expanded to WSEG TV only on Twitch. Every Monday at 1 p.m. and Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will be going live and direct with guests. I have live looping, improvised music stuff and games prizes and more go to twitch.tv slash we speak english good and tune in also go to modedstudios.com m-o-d-e-d-s-t-u-d-i-o-s.com check out the latest and greatest from this fully embroidered patches and apparel online store actually the latest one is my favorite which is a maga hat with blm spray painted graffitied over it you gotta go check it out it's amazing i put it up on my facebook these hats are selling like hot cakes go check it out for yourself modedstudios.com now on with the show S-T-B. S-T-B. S-T-B.
That was Adam Flair out of the UK with his latest single, S.E.P. Adam is a friend of the show and uh, a fantastic producer, singer. Um, he, 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 go check out his whole library of music. It, you can check it all out on Spotify and Google Play, everywhere you get your music. I'll put a link in the show notes, so go and make sure you give Adam a follow. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the We Speak English Good podcast. Today's guest is Mr. Tom Thinks, or Tom Day Long Champ, Day La, Day Less Long, Day La, Day Long Champ, Des Long Champ. Tom Thinks, everybody! <laughs> Tom is a, an incredible animator, incredible artist, incredible art streamer. Uh, he's a musician as well. I mean, he, he I, I don't, you know, he's just, he's one of those people that I, that I truly, truly love to talk to and, and truly respect because they are one of those people, or Tom is, is one of those people who, who is just very focused in on their work and very driven by their work and just very inspired. And um, if you guys haven't seen Cartoon Mess Live, you have to. There's a link in the show notes. Please go check out a live stream of Tom. Um, also, I want to say that I've been loving uh, adding the video element to each of these episodes, and I highly and strongly suggest that you watch the video interview of this podcast because uh, Tom was so gracious and gave us the gift of, of, of live animation while we were doing the show. So I highly suggest, again, that you go and watch the video. There should be a sh uh, link in the show notes. Go click on that link and go check it out. It's it's uh, it's incredible. It really is incredible. So um, it, it's just incredible what he's capable of doing live in a live setting. It, it's just... It's awesome. You're going to find out all about Tom and Tom Thinks and Tom Des Long Champ, Day Long Champ, Da Long Champ, The Long Champion. Okay, I'm going to stop because I, I'm not making fun of you, Tom, at all. I, I just have a hard time with things. I, uh, I, again, I love Tom, so <laughs> I'm not trying to make fun of him. Uh, I know it doesn't sound like that, but I, I forgot how to say his last name correctly. So I'm going to call him Tom Thinks. It's going to be Tom Thinks. So, okay, Tom Thinks is coming up soon. But first, go to, oh, wait, you know what? Go to TomDeLongChamp.com first. Go go check him out. That's, let me make sure that's the right address because I, I'll be getting shit wrong. Hold on. Give me a second here. Waiting for the internet. So it's Tom D E S L O N G C H A M P. You can go there and it, that'll take you everywhere you need to go. That'll take you to his Twitch. That'll take you to his social medias. That'll take you to his art. Most importantly, it'll take you to his art and uh, his animations, and uh, you're going to love them. This episode is fucking one for the books. Um, so Tom's coming up real soon, but first, 
Go to reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com, and go check out what this woman is doing. This woman has been writing music, which rightfully so, she earned it. She she did a fundraiser last month in, in September. It was a very, very successful fundraiser. So we are, uh, well, she is, I should say, she is writing music for the month of October, and uh, she's streaming uh, four days a week on Twitch, so go check her out. She's doing cool stuff. Uh, you can find her at twitch.tv slash Mystique. She's streaming Tuesdays and Thursdays, 8 a.m., Saturdays and Sundays at 9 p.m., all Eastern Standard Time. <clears throat> all right. Of course, you can go check out We Speak English Good or WSEG TV live on Twitch. All these shows going forward are going to be directly from the live streams. So it, the show is um, has taken on a whole nother life, and, and we've invited you in. We want to invite you in directly. So just go to twitch.tv slash WeSpeakEnglishGood. Give us a follow. You can give us a subscription if you'd like. It'll cost you a few bucks. But uh, go give us a follow and check it out. If you like this podcast and you... you and, and, and you want to find a way to be more interactive with it, go to our live streams. These live streams are awesome because you get to drop your own questions. You get to be there live in the moment and be a part of the conversation. I just love that aspect, and I'm getting better at it. <laughs> I'm getting better at incorporating the chat into the conversation. At, at the beginning of all this, I was just like not even trying to look at the chat. But now... It's been awesome because, you know, people people aren't going to agree with what you say. And, and my show is, is, is based on that. You know, like I, I'm not always going to agree with my guests, but but I, I want them to have a voice. You know, I want my guests to have a voice and because I like what they do or I like them personally. I just, uh, you know, it's a platform for, for, people to, for the people to say what they need to say, um, you know, within reason. I'm not going to sit here and have any abusive assholes. You know, talking shit to me or, or just saying racist shit. But you know what I mean. Uh, it's it's for open discourse. This show is, and so now we're inviting uh, you guys into the directly into the conversation, which I just think is amazing. Twitch.tv/slash We Speak English Good. Go get yourself some. There's so much more to the show than just the interviews. I do live looping. I do games, which you know. <laughs> how much does it cost on Craigslist? Is old school, which I'm so happy it's back actually. Uh, okay. What else do we got here? You can like, subscribe, review, like us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, like us. Excuse me, I'm doing these burps. Burping. Gross. Oh, <laughs> if any of you Tom Thinks fans are out there, you can rate my burp. Although, I was trying to suppress it. So, if I was going to rate my burp, that would have been like a one, maybe maybe a two, maybe a half point because I suppressed it. I didn't let it roar. <laughs> like, subscribe, review. Like us on Facebook, Instagram, uh, 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 Discord, uh, Twitter, uh, Snapchat, uh, Yin Yang, and Flip Flop, and Zim Zam, and no, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> there's no, none of the, half of those don't exist. Okay. 
But please, follow us on Instagram uh, and follow us on the social media. Stay up to date what we're doing. You can like, subscribe to us. Subscribe on Apple iTunes. You can subscribe on YouTube where we have music tutorials. We have the video interviews and so much more. Go subscribe on YouTube. And of course, you can subscribe on Twitch. It'll cost you a few dollars. But we really appreciate it. And it helps keep the stream and the podcast going. Any money that comes into the show has been dumped right back into the show so uh these this is not a big money maker for me <laughs> uh but with the addition to twitch it is starting to be uh, um something that uh, i'm not making money of course but it's helping mitigate costs so um that, that it all helps it all helps uh like subscribe and review and now this one is one of the most important ones because if you really like the show, and if you liked and, and subscribed to all those things I just said, then the review part is 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 the last piece of the puzzle. Because what the review does is it helps us, uh, it, it gives us a little bit more traction in the podcast algorithm world, meaning that we we we, we get raised to a higher level of being seen in the music podcasting category. So please do go like and review our podcast it is very very helpful uh for the growth and for um well and for me because it's so nice when i see new reviews plus i'll read them on the air also you can write the show at we speak english good at gmail.com tell us what you're thinking how you're feeling what you think about the show how can we improve the show what can we do differently what can we do more of uh, uh do you not like what i said last week well, guess what? I probably don't like it either. So, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay, I don't know why I was getting all hyped up there. There was no reason for me to get all... All right, let's calm down. All right, we're back. All right, one more. All right, here we go. All right, we're good. All right, so like, subscribe, review. Go do all that good stuff. Uh, what else do we have coming up? You know what? I'll talk more on the other side of the podcast. How about we get over to our new and good friend, Tom Dislong, Dislong, Dislong Champ, Daylong, Daylong Champ. Tom, thanks everybody of Cartoon Mez Live. Give him a round of applause. Again, it was me. We were trying to get new setup. <laughs> yeah, new it's setup. a it's a new setup. It's a new setup. It's a uh, it's confusing to me because um, well, I come from a podcasting world where you sit there and you talk to somebody one on one. You record it and you release it later. And then so mm -hmm. like adding this live thing to the whole. I mean, it just completely threw everything sideways, but in an awesome way, like in an, an incredible way, honestly. But yeah. Uh, yeah, man, how how are you with the tech, man? I mean, you seem to have your stuff together pretty well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, it's been bumpy at first. Uh, you know, there's so many little problems that happen with, like, even if you like set your stuff up and it works, and then you set it up again and it doesn't work, and you're like, ah, <laughs> did, why won't it detect that camera? Or, you know, yeah, it's like, what, yeah, it's why does it? It changes its thing. mind like by itself. Uh, Adam Flair UK, what is up? Thank you for stopping by. 
Thank you for dropping that Tommy emote. Senior Pancake. Uh, I, I did see, I was laughing before I came back. You understood what I said, but you don't actually speak Spanish. Me neither. I don't speak Spanish either, so it, it's all good. I, I'm not even trying to fake the funk here. Um, uh, wine scream Tom pushing full screen. Oh, oh, yeah, oh, look. boo. We got, oh, we got oh. the whole, whole system here. Even Duck's here. <laughs> Duck. What's up, Mike? Thanks hey. for having us. Dude, Duck. <laughs> Holy crap. I did not expect Duck to come out of nowhere. Holy shark. Oh. Thank you so much. Thank yep. you for that follow, Adam. I appreciate it. Um, I'm, I'm happy to be here, Mike. Thanks for having us. Well, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm completely enthralled. I, So, like, the, the way I heard about you was, was through uh, Aaron Goldberg. Oh, thank you for the follow, Senior Pancake. I appreciate that. Um, it pumps I see someone, someone wants you to turn me up a little bit. Oh, heck yeah. Let's turn them up. I'm, I'm missing it. Turn me up. Turn them up. Turn them up in the mix. Here, I'm going to turn off the background music because we don't need background music. There we go. Here we go. Can you hear us now? Are we better? Are we sexier are we for y'all? Am I better? Doug, how are you doing? Um, la, 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 la. Check one, two, three. Duck, one, two, three. Um, good. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Doug. I appreciate it. Um, He's getting uh, a round of applause right now. Just so you know, there's a round of applause going on. Uh, <laughs> anyways, well, mm. before we before we we started, I was talking to you about your video, and I was asking you, I was like, "Is it okay if I run this before we start?" And you were kind of mm -hmm. hesitant because it was sort of because uh, you're like, "Well, that's five years ago," and you you used to sit. For instance, that used to be. Uh, I, I'm just curious. I like what uh, because it's a really good video. Is, were you in like a different state of creating at that time? Is that why you're just sort of like, well, because uh, you, you're a little apprehensive. So I was just curious. Oh, I, yeah. Well, it's. Um, I think that video is from five years ago, and yeah, it. Uh, the style that I was doing back then is a lot different than what I. I mean, to me it is, but maybe to other people it isn't. But back then I was kind of um, uh, playing with color in sort of just an intuitive way um, where I would just kind of throw a color here, throw a color there kind of thing. But I would say that the portraits that I do now are actually very specific. Like the the, the way that I treat them is, is very – there was like a turning point where it felt like I was just kind of – you know, just throwing a bunch of stuff onto a face. Right. But now it feels like very orderly to me. I and see. And I'm, I'm aware you, of it. So you're talking <laughs> about those portraits you're doing with the markers, correct? Yeah. Like, um, I got a bunch of... I could even actually show some. I've yeah. got some old sketchbooks. Here, hold on a second. Let me grab this. Sure. And I can also go to your website and pull that up for, so everyone can see that as well. Um, so the portraits started from sketchbooks because I would, you know, be at work and I'd want to draw and, uh, sketchbooks are a great way to do it. Cause, um, like here's a little one. Uh -huh, um, yeah. So this would be in my pocket. I'd bring it out and do a sketch and then take some ink and put it on my finger and smear it on because you can get away with creating art at work if you're using markers because it doesn't look like that big of a deal right obviously if you have paint yeah. and stuff in your you have an easel like, in your in your palette board well, you're just like ex hey excuse get me. back to work 
excuse me, yeah. I'm painting. I'm painting. But so yeah. so it was oh. easier for you to sort of travel with markers and and sort of um, uh, and just sort of have this little portable station where you could go and and work and do all your do all your sketching. I'm actually gonna, I'm actually gonna show people your website on like what uh, mm -hmm. what you have on there and sort of the cool. different things. I love this. Is that Kurt Vonnegut, by the way, the animated mono prints? Yeah, I yeah. love Kurt Vonnegut. I was getting into his books uh, last year and was doing some pieces of him and um he's an interesting celebrity to draw because he's not like visually famous yeah uh, you're right he's, you know written famous right and uh it's fun to kind of play with uh representing him and stuff um the interesting thing about these animated pieces are that it was an accident i found out um so with this ink process that i do um if i pour white tempera onto it and then um uh so i pour white tempera onto it put another piece on piece of paper on top and then i use a roller and roll the tempera over the ink uh -huh. i can pull a copy of the art off and i can do it multiple times like like up to like 10 times and these animations are actually me doing it over and over oh. and over again and the different um sort of copies it creates so <laughs> The yeah. I'm sorry, I was laughing. I can confirm that my attempts to sneakily do pottery during work meetings are unsuccessful. <laughs> I agree, senior pancake. I don't know if pottery is the thing to take to work unless you're a potter, right? I don't know. No, this is really cool. I'm looking at this animation with um with, with Kurt Vonnegut. So that's that's basically a, a form of stop motion. Then, I mean. Uh, I mean, it's just a sequence, yeah. Sequence. So, I mean, yeah. I yeah. don't know. I yeah. don't know any. Tom, I don't know anything. I'm a musician, first of all. Yeah. So you know, I'm a musician, so I'm coming from that world. Um, yeah. But. Uh, but yeah, yeah, stop motion. I mean, it's it's all about just time based change, you know, and uh, like visual change and stuff. And so yeah, there's literally like ten pieces of uh, with Vonnegut on it in my flat file over here, and um, I've. I think I sold one of them. I was I was selling them for a little bit. I I could still sell them. I don't really have a proper uh, store at the moment, but well, I, you know, I, um, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm just curious on how um, how you do go about portraits and stuff. How do you how do you pick your subject? How how do you uh, how, what what draws you to a subject? Um, I like quiet, still images um like where people feel still to me like as in um so when you are told you're going to have your picture taken there's all this automatic machinery in people's brains that makes them like you know smile a certain <laughs> way or whatever you yeah. know yeah. Uh, or when you tell a kid like smile they're like yeah <laughs> right right and and i'd say that that's the opposite of what i like mm -hmm. because you know it's generic and common uh, to smile like with huge teeth. And I'm not really a big fan of teeth in my paintings. I try to avoid them because they're a little profane. It's just kind of like <laughs> if you have a mouth open and teeth, it's just kind of gross, you know, like not that teeth are gross, but that um, it can just look a little much, you know. Um, but if you're like this, you're, you're totally chill. Yeah. It's great, you know. Um, but I like um, most of my – Sometimes I like, um, well, I like sort of the mugshot idea of like just n not doing anything. Yeah. Um, 
because it, it feels natural. But sometimes I like a little bit of a mystery element of uh, maybe even a little, you know, melancholy or um, or uh, something even slightly sinister, but <laughs> nothing um, really intensely inflamed or anything like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, um, looking at these, I mean, you know, but, you got a couple of these people are smiling, but for the most part, people are just sort of sitting there on this resting stare, or uh, showing off their mm -hmm. best version of RBF. I love it. It's like, uh, no, there is something interesting about someone's face that's just resting. Like, it's just sort of, it, it makes sense to the eyes visually, you know what I mean? I, I don't know, maybe there's something to do with... Um, shape i don't know what what is it to you that really just draws it but i mean i, I understand that you don't like teeth for what i'm glad you caught that senior pancake <laughs> um the uh what what is it about someone's resting face that I mean, it's oh just... well it's uh the the sense of presence uh, -huh. uh i mean it's just like if you talk to someone you know you make eye contact and you you have body language where you're both receiving each other's information right right and with these pieces i do i try to make presences that feel present <laughs> i guess you could say and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of a mysterious thing it's not really mm -hmm. straightforward you know right <laughs> but and but um and the other aspect of it is just um that i get a lot of joy out of symmetry and the symmetry of the face right. and and it just feels good to like look at a face, you know, to me, it's it brings me a lot of pleasure in my mind. And like, I just enjoy it and always have, you know, some yeah. Reason. yeah. Welcome um, to face talk where we talk about faces. We are faces. <laughs> uh, face <laughs> talk. Uh, oh, and go ahead. Jess said my wife said that I wasn't hosting you, but I am hosting you. It's, oh, Jess. Is can anyone confirm whether I'm really hosting this or not? Um, <laughs> I checked and it says I am, um, but I don't know what's up with that. But it says um, I'm streaming. That's I'm yeah. Sorry, that I mean, the, the chat confirms that we are definitely streaming. For sure. <laughs> oh, um, Senior Pancake says I I am hosting you. You so, are hosting. I see. It. Oh my god! Yeah. I think we're about okay. I made a grave mistake, uh, but it's okay. Confirm. Thank you for the confirmation, everybody. The emergency. What was your grave? What's your grave mistake? Oh, my great mistake was I was about to have um, a double of us. So, like, the stream going through the sound as we're talking. Oh. It would have been, like, you know, it would have been us Brr. in the past. Yeah, it would have just been oh. ma mania. And uh, that's okay, mm. though. It, it, it happens. Um, yeah. Well, well, there's a lot of grace on Twitch, I think, because it is live and people understand that you're an actual human being somewhere doing stuff right now. Like the whole thing <laughs> yourself. <laughs> well, I can't say that because shout out to the, mo the modes, my yeah. God, to the mods, uh, Rain Mystique and, and, and uh, Wallace. God, they, they have saved my ass so many times. Uh, I, I love your animation. It's so different from your portraits and... Uh, you have such a because because obviously you have this like great skill that you've refined it's like you have your sword and you've sharpened it to the you know sharpened the edges real sharp um you can tell that you've done the work but i love that you Thanks. sort of um you depart from that with your animation where it's like these crude drawings of um you know, uh, you know, like a duck or whatever it is. Who are you calling crude? Who are you calling crude here? <laughs> I'm sorry, oh, duck. 
I'm sorry, Doug. You know what? I'm sorry. You're 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 fancy. I mean, I, I, your wings oh. are much more graceful than mine. Really? I just, yeah. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> My star. Ch- uh, shucks. Oh. Shucks. I like. Uh, I like that. Anyways, I like that you can Tom. fan yourself, Duck. That's <laughs> nice. That does that. Uh. That must be nice in the summer. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, what you're saying, yeah, totally. There are, there are kind of, I've realized that there's kind of two sides to me. And because, you know, there's almost like an extroverted and an introverted nature that I have to go back and forth with. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, at times in school, I was the class clown, but then I would also go long stretches of not really being, you know, well, being quiet, basically, you know. Mm-hmm. And the, the portraits were a, a source of peace and meditation for me at the time because I was feeling disillusioned and uh, at my job at the time I was working in an office, you know, oh, uh, I know. commuting I know. every day and just feeling like I'm not really doing the, the art thing, you know, fully and mm. feeling really discouraged about that. But then with Instagram, I was just like, man, what if I like post portraits all the time? Yeah, that that could be a little way to cultivate what like how I want to express myself and art and stuff and um so it was cool because you know like i'm it's just this i listen to music and i get really into it and i and then i produce this thing that i'm really proud of and really enjoy but the there's always been this silly side of me too and that is more an extroverted present goofy entertaining i love to entertain people so when i'm just doing art if i only do that i'll go crazy (laughs) <laughs> yeah and if i only do entertainment i eventually get too tired mm-hmm. of it um so i kind of have to go this back and forth where from extremes of of quiet and me- meditative private to out external and totally goofy and off the wall and ridiculous and that's what cartoon mess live is kind of about yeah. <laughs> well um, and, and that's a great representation but, and that's really interesting because it seems like you just get bored easily but you constantly need to create so it's like this, really, so it's like, cause well, I can relate so much to yeah. that because I'm a musician. I do the podcast. Mm-hmm. I write music. I, I do, you know, I do videography. I do photography. I do a lot of different things. And I feel like if I didn't do that, I would fucking lose my, my mind and it wouldn't be yeah. fun anymore. It would be, it, it would feel more like where if, if I was constantly just talking to people, just interviewing people all the time, it would be boring to me. I mean, I love talking to people, but my God, it was like. For me personally, so I mean, is that something that has gotten you into trouble in the past? Like, um, I, I don't. What know. what 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 aspect of it got me into trouble? What? Well, like, Maybe. is there an aspect to this 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 getting bored? And um, I don't know. Here's a good example for me. At the beginning of the uh-huh. pandemic, I was getting all of a sudden my schedule was cleared, and I all I had to do. Uh, I really got into building my website and really building out my podcast to make it, you know, really good. I've been doing it for five years. I was like, well, God damn it. I have all the time that I need to do it. Let's do it. And then I started getting inundated with, um, hey, can you record on this? Let's collab on this. Let's do this. And I was like, yeah, I should probably making be making some money. So I started taking some work. But I quickly realized that all I want to do is build out my podcast. <laughs> all I want to do is that. And, and that's all that's screaming at me. You know, like all that I can think about while I'm wasting time on someone else's music is I could be, you know, 
making my website look cooler and, and create graphics and do all this cool yeah. stuff. So I guess what I'm talking about in the means of trouble, have you ever like committed to something and all you want to do is do what you want and, and then you're sitting yeah. there sort of, I don't know if, I don't know. I mean, cause that's, I, that's been the last year and a half for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just bailed. Like, I'll give you your money back. I bail. I, I quit. I just stopped because I was well, like, I'm not putting I've never, myself up. But, I've, I've never quit. I've never quit, but I've turned down round twos, you know, like yeah. of like, I, I'll get through what I said I would do. Right. But now I'm I'm very careful what I agree to, and I've turned down a lot of jobs this year uh-huh. because my my streaming is growing, and I I'm I mean what you said is exactly the same for me this year because I've been th- devoting myself to this stream, and it's totally the best thing in the world to me, and it is a potential source of income, and so there's no reason why I shouldn't be pursuing it well, and um. But, you know, I've worked hard the last 10, 12, or, well, since college and uh, 13 years ago, I've been working very hard. And, you know, there was a point where you kind of lose steam on doing other people's stuff as hard, you know, and you kind of have to switch to focusing on your your ideas. And not everyone gets that luxury, but um, sometimes it's kind of like, well, I'm going to go crazy here, you know, like <laughs> if I don't do this, you know. Right. Um, and I definitely had last year was almost like a sabbatical for me where I kind of my wife was kind of concerned. She's like, are you going to work anymore? You know, like and <laughs> I was just kind of like not working and kind of doing Cartoon Mess Live, but not as much as I do now. Uh-huh. And it was kind of start stop and and I wasn't really making money. I made less money than my first year out of college last year. Oh. And but it felt like a reset and right. it was a kind of exciting because I knew I was doing something that was important to me and, and that I think would pay off, you know? And, and, um, and I mean, it's kind of reminds me of like going to college itself. My, my dad was like, like, don't do it. Like, cause I wanted to go to this expensive school out of state. And he was like, don't, you don't want that kind of debt, but you know, it changed my life and it was the best thing I could have done. And, and I mean, sometimes you have to take big risks and you only live once and as you get older it can get harder to take risks if you build a family and stuff and like so i thought well i might as well just you know throw myself into it and and give myself to it because it it is really fun but i still have these lingering jobs i'm doing Mm -hmm. because i have trouble saying no too and whenever people approach me about a job i'm like it's always like this I might be able to do it. <laughs> it's kind of like a yes until it's a no it's for me. It's a soft me. yes. It's a soft yes. But it should it should be a probably no. Yeah. But convince me yeah. know, or something like that. You know, make me um, want it, baby. Yeah. Um, I've, we got a question from uh, Senior yeah. Pancake. Uh, going back to the What's introverted up? versus extroverted aspect of the two Toms, does Tom find that his different shows also help with keeping the balance, i.e. that moving between the more zany cartoon mess live and the quieter Borb show helps balance that out? Exactly. Yes, Senior Pancake, you're completely right because uh, it it's like a, it's sort of meta in the sense that in the real world I have these dynamics and then within my own 
dream realm there are those dynamics because i can't just do duck every single day right. uh i would get too tired um and borb is this refreshing meditative stream you know and it is very bob ross inspired because bob ross is inspiring and and i find his his videos to be meditative and healing they are like sometimes my wife and i watch them when we're kind of worn out and you know or if we're having insomnia or something, you know, it's just kind of like you can just kind of rest on the couch and watch some Bob. It's true. It's but true. I'm making Borb. <laughs> Borb. Well, which I love because I remember the first time I ever saw like a Borb painting and you're just sort of sitting there and Borb is just sort of doing it, like just waving his arm around with his two. Right? <laughs> and you got a picture just sort of up in the corner. And, and, and then by the time you're done just chatting and talking and, and doing you, you got this cool little image, and it's it's nice. I, I totally get that Bob Ross vibe off of it. Um, that 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 uh, variety is the spice of life thing, man. That that thing that is so important for, I don't know. I guess for for just people who need to keep moving and and keep changing mm -hmm. and and evolving. Like like that video, you know, 5 years ago, you used to sit down, and now you stand up and and there's just so many different things that you do things that are so different. Why first of all, I wanted to know, hey duck, looking good, still fanning <laughs> off. You still got the vapors. Oh. <laughs> I forgot I was here. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the vapors. It's okay. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I love all Tom's show. I'm so glad we all have the honor to know so many aspects of your personal person. Oh, excuse me. I didn't mean to mess Hi, that Clavion. Up. Thank you. Adam, I appreciate that. Do you have any secret plans to launch any new shows or characters for Twitch soon? That's from Absolutely. Adam. I'm always I'm always working on it. I mean, I've got sketches in my sketchbook all the time. Um I uh here I can show you, I can show you some secret plans no. Um, <laughs> I had an idea for a a show called um the the it's really hard to see this but it's called The Quiet Place and it's kind of like another drawing show um but it would be like the silhouette character that doesn't talk. Oh. And then I was going to wear a green screen glove mm -hmm. and draw on actual paper with a real like a physical uh, drawing on paper but green screen out my hand and make it some kind of texture oh, so it's kind of like this weird mixture of real life and sort of an animated kind of thing um, because you know one thing that bothers me about twitch sometimes is how hyper things can get and it's like with alerts and everything and stuff popping up and noises right. and bells and alerts and I'm thinking about it would be cool to do some shows that are like this is a quiet show and it where it nothing really loud happens or anything um and kind of but there's also a part of me that's a little nervous of like changing yeah stuff so dr drastically yeah like that people would come in and raid think hoping it's some kind of zany moment right right and it's just not and whatever. it's just this chill thing where tom's yeah. just trying to get some meditation in. <laughs> this is for me folks this is for me you guys enjoy um well, <laughs> thank like, you. So I'm always working on new Borb hat <laughs> ideas, too. There you go, folks. Hamburger. Borb hat. Borb is out and about. Oh, this is a weird one for today because there's smoke flowing into Seattle. But I had this idea of, uh, and 
a world where I have a match that I strike and then I have to light different things on fire and then there's this consecutive like lighting things on fire but it's not like actual like burning like ow stuff it's just kind of transformation not really I, mean, I don't know it's, some of these are very abstract you know yeah um here's my my uh number slam original idea for number slam stuff um <laughs> yes. i don't know if you caught that before Mike, i've never but, um, seen i've never seen it's like a basketball game oh the only um, thing i know that flies through the air is the doritos <laughs> which i love yeah <laughs> I love that. Actually, I could actually make. I think I can make that happen right now. Oh my gosh! If I do one in my um, in my, my my chat. Let me see. Yeah. Yep. There it goes. Senior pancake. Thanks for the. It's still active. It's Clavion. Is gonna have one. Oh, it might have missed that one. Dude. <laughs> Anyways, um, for those who are listening right now, um, Duck is eating, mm. catching Doritos from uh, that are being thrown through the chat. Uh, and uh, Duck is uh, Tom's animated character who uh, decided to join the interview today. Uh, so I, I like that idea of risk. I like that idea that, you know, like you're, you got these ideas that you want to. Oh, there it goes from Tom. <laughs> he missed that one, I think. Huh. Oh. Well, it's tricky because they they have to do it through my chat. Ah, I like, see. Through, I see. through on my, you know. I got you. I got you. It's a little. Uh, it's all yeah. good. It's all good. But I yeah. appreciate you breaking them out for us like that. It's like yeah. taking them out. Well, I like the idea of risk and, and what that means. You know, like you have you obviously have something really interesting and cool that people want to come back and see all the time, and to sort of throw a wrench in the middle of that is is uh it's it's you know it's ballsy you know um well i mean you haven't done it yet but you know it's something that you want to do mm -hmm. I, I feel like that that as an artist that's constantly what we're doing i feel like as artists we're constantly taking risks constantly betting on ourselves um <clears throat> what do, do you still have a i mean obviously you have some apprehension to it because you know like we're saying, you have something good going on here, but uh, is there anything else that you sort of makes you apprehensive about doing new things and, and, and changing up routines? Yeah. I mean, every time you taste a little bit of success, there's always this kind of, oh, well, I don't want to screw it up. I don't want to lose followers or something like that. But I don't really worry about that as much as I used to, honestly. I think that when Instagram was younger and like you know, like maybe f five years ago and earlier, there was this big, like a lot of different ideas about what makes you, you know, spreadable as far as viral stuff about being consistent with your content and cur curating it. Right. And stuff like that. I've never really been good at that. And I felt bad about it for a long time. And now I really don't care because I'm like, I realized that I'd rather just make the things that I need to make. And I know that the weirdos that love it will follow. <laughs> I'm actually afraid to be fully weird. Honestly, some, sometimes during my streams, I'll get experimental and people are like, this is amazing. I love it when you get weirder. And I'm like, are you sure this feels like it's breaking down? You know, it's, it's not breaking down. It's fine, buddy. Um, you know, um, but, uh, well, so I am a, you know, we got rated 
this past week by Kit Boga, which was a huge burst of new people. And that was really cool. But then there's also the stiffness that happens when you get more exposure where you're kind of like, all right, don't want to mess this up. Yeah. But um, I think the only way I can, I think the biggest threat to my work is actually taking on jobs. Like, honestly, (laughs) like I had this big job. They were like, we only have a month to make this big video. And I'm like, eh, eh, I don't think I can do it. I, I just, <laughs> I I would have to stop streaming to do it. And then that would just be the biggest mistake ever. You yeah. Know? Um, so it, I think as long as I'm, as long as I'm moving and streaming and, and I think I'll be okay. I have to take a couple of days off every now and then, but, um, but it's, it's too fun. And sometimes I get tired, but like, it's, the spark that keeps me coming back is the, oh man, I just, what if I could do that? This one thing. And I'm like, that would be cool. And then I get like super into making it work and engineering it. And then when I get to show it, it's just like a huge joy for me, you yeah. know? Um, it, it, it's and, funny how much time you put into like, like for me with, with videography and stuff, I'll, I'll put like, in like two seconds of time, I'll put like, you know, four or five hours into this two seconds. And it's like the greatest <laughs> two seconds of the whole video. And, uh, but, but you, but you put all this time into it. And when you present it and it goes over and it works, it's like, there's nothing more satisfying than seeing mm-hmm. your yourself go over in that way. What's up, not Julia. Thanks and, for hanging out. And, uh, another, kind of unexpected unpredictable aspect of it is that even if i don't update my stuff like if i'm using uh you know a, a version of cartoon s live that doesn't have any new animated features in it or anything um the fact that there is a live audience watching it makes all the difference because sometimes the people's comments change everything and i, I sometimes we get into these funny realms by bouncing off each other yeah. So I realized that when I'm at my lowest if creatively, like where I'm, I mean, barring, I mean, if I need to take a break, I should just take a break. But if I'm like wanting to stream, but feeling like, oh, but I didn't do anything new, you know, I think it's important. I think it's important for me to do it anyways and to be vulnerable in that way because people in the chat can, they, they pour their life into it too. And then it becomes this party, you know, and that's it can cheer me up sometimes if I'm feeling a little low. Yeah, no, definitely. Mm. That that live aspect, that feed, that that feeling. I mean, even as a music like music performing too, like streaming, you see people's emotes going off and and like what it's like. It's like the next best thing to like having a live audience. Oh, Um, totally. That and yeah. there's none of that right now, so it's right. just like holy exactly. shit, like we got get we it where have you have a, a community, you know. Hell yeah. yeah. Uh Clavio uh, says that it reminds me of how I keep finding old drawings from me, but they are all far from being an even a sketch. I admire your abilities to finish so many projects and make them real. Um, yeah, that, that's actually, you know, that's on my list is, is, is finishing, finishing projects and, um, and, and getting past that because for me as a musician, I have countless beats that are just started that I'll never, ever go back to it then. And, you know, just countless pieces of music, countless videos that have started, 
um, which I'm getting better at finishing now. But um, have, have you ever experienced that? And, and Senior Pancake, I see your question. We'll get to that next, I promise. But uh, how, have you had troubles with that? Have you ran into those problems? Uh, sorry, I'm distracted by Senior Pancake's question. Yeah. Can you share some expert advice on how to secure my keyboard? Go ahead and knock that, it out. Is that because I dropped my keyboard? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> I don't like, know. That's I've some got, inside joke. I've got to get a two tier. That's all I say. Get a two tier two keyboard tier, thing. Um, um, but anyways, um, yeah, no wobble blocks. No. You were asking me. Sorry, ref, can you say your question again? <laughs> no problem. Um, it, it, it just based on what Clavio was saying. Um, but uh, the <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm still laughing. Uh, finishing projects starting and not finishing i feel like that that's something universal for artists that uh, yeah. that you know you start something you don't finish it and and then it just fades into the background and i right. don't know have, have well, you dealt with that before oh yeah i have a billion things like um <laughs> i'm actually sort of an art hoarder because i have so many starts and you know some people call those false starts but and mm -hmm. Clavion, it kind of is sad to me that you said they're far from even being a sketch, but no, they are a sketch. A sketch is a is a rough idea. You know, mm. it doesn't have to be a finished work of art, but sometimes sketches are work of art. Like, I mean, it, it depends on how much of your soul you can pour into it. I think, and like, um, and you know, your your little attempts at drawing are are special and important because no one else does them the way you do them. Even if you're learning. You're, you're still going to touch it the way you touch it with all of the life experience behind you that has brought you to now. Like you will draw with knowledge that no one has exactly like you, you know, even if it's not as, you know, refined or whatever. Um, it good. Great art is kind of just like a clear expression of the like you can see something else in it beyond just oh it's a face you know you see humanity you see yourself in it sometimes and and you know um and especially if you have fun sketching do more you know keep keep doing it you know it's not a contest yeah. um it, it really isn't um but i i make so many things because i've been i have so much fun sometimes i think i have a little too much fun <laughs> um my wife there's been many times where we're talking and then I'm like, I, it's like, I have an idea, <laughs> you know, and, uh, um, and she's like, wait, she's like, Tom, Tom, Tom. I'm like, okay, sorry. Yes. I'm sorry. I, I just thought of a funny idea. Um, you know, um, but yeah, I have, um, you know, uh, I, I had a blog like in the, I don't know, somewhere around 2008, 2009, 2010. And I remember having a point where I was like, uh, I think I'm done with art. Oh. Like I feel so yeah. stressed because I don't know how to establish myself with it. I don't know how to make a career of it. I don't know what I even want to do. You know, right. Have you, did, did you ever reach a point like that? In your oh, music so many times. Past? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, like when I first moved to California and uh, I lived in San Diego for 13 years and when I first moved out there, I um, I went to college for one year, took one sociology class, and was like, "I'm gonna dedicate my life to saving all the 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 oppressed people of the world." And 
And I was like, fuck music, bro. That ain't going to do nothing yeah. for nobody. I'm doing it like this because I really want to make a difference. And, you know, blah, blah, yeah. woof, woof. All the things that you say when you're a young man and or young person. And, and, and yeah. you know, and, and you feel like you can defeat the world. And, and then, you know, and then you grow up and realize that the world is crushing and you just got to deal with it. I'm just kidding. That's not how I look at the world. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... Yeah. The idea of getting past, uh, you know, like these 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 stopping points, these uh, these things that just halt you in the middle of it. I mean, in some, I'm sure in some cases, there's, you know, you have deadlines, so like that doesn't matter. You have to keep pushing forth. But on these things on your own creative side, um, in your own endeavors, how did you how do you get past those you know start and stop uh, projects? How do you overcome that? Or I mean, I know I I realize that you just said I have a billion of them still, but mm-hmm. how do you how do you decide? How do you figure out how do you want to pursue the next thing, uh, or yeah. even st- you know go back to something? Um, I don't have a system or anything, <laughs> and I often get depressed. Like if I go into my garage and I see piles of artwork and piles of canvases and and I'm I'm just there's all this unfully realized work mm. that I feel sad about. But you know, one thing I learned uh, a year or two ago or a couple of years ago was that even false starts from the past can revisit you as keys to now mm. and um, like. I keep a little box of art. Like whenever I make art that feels sort of totally like I actually don't really care about it, but you know, there's something kind of interesting about it. Mm. I'll just throw that art into this little box. And once in a while I'll take that box and make collage collages with those elements. So the interesting thing about that to me is that these pieces of art failure uh, that I don't really even care about that much become these, like objects like they're these old it's almost like going into a thrift store or something where there's all this eclectic old stuff that feels very specific and from different places because if you collect little experiments over the years you have all these different eras of material and texture and um so i think that's a good metaphor for what old work can be even if it's never completed because you you never know in 20 years i could pick up all of these unfinished things and know what I want to do with them now, Mm. you know? Um, but, um, as far as day to day right now, I tend to just follow my, uh, what's his name? What's that? Uh, anthropologist dude, uh, Joseph Campbell often said, follow your bliss. Uh, as far as your, your subconscious draw, like what you are drawn to, Mm -hmm. like follow it, you know? And, um, like for me, that can be a little bit like I'm scattered because I'm like, oh, I see this and I want to do it now, but I'm supposed to do that, but I'm going to avoid that for a little bit because I really want to do this. But I've kind of realized that I've, I've done enough work for a long time to know when I'm doing like another idea I've heard is the devil's playground. What's that? Uh, idle minds of the devil's playground. Oh, it's that, a that um he ma- he shows stats with cartoons. Ah, oh, shoot. Can't remember. Does anyone know he talks about like cloning and how it would actually work and 
um, I he he talked about when he would procrastinate, he'd go into the devil's playground where it's, he's doing things, and he feels bad about it later. And as he's doing it, but he's just you know, because I still procrastinate. But there are times where I procrastinate by doing what I actually really want to do. Right. You know, there's these different versions of procrastination. Right. And there was actually a time early in this year where I had jobs lingering that people wanted to hire, uh, wanted me to do their work. And I would kind of, it had this kind of propelling, oh, wait, but why? Thanks, Grandma. It was, the website was wait, but why? Wait, by why? Thanks, um, Grandma. That's a really fun website. Um, but uh, the the work that I was supposed to be on the hook for had this propelling quality because I wanted to get the hell away from it. Yeah. You know, cause <laughs> get it you done. Know, cause like you follow like your, your desires are, your desires are suddenly revealed when, as soon as you're like, they're like, Hey, you got to do this. It's going to take you weeks. You're like, <laughs> no, I want to go over there. I want to play in the yard. Go play in the yard, Tom. <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, um, I, I feel that. And, and honestly, I'm in the middle of stuff. Well, I'm at the very end of a project just like that, uh, where I'm just like, I want to I want to add this to stream. I want to do this with the podcast. I want to fuck. I want to start like making these beats. I want to start getting these done. I want to start making more music for the show. I want to start doing this and this and this. But wait, you have weeks and months of editing to do. Go fuck yourself. That's it's just what happens. And and I'm so happy that I'm like next week is the last week I have to deal with it until probably next year. But fuck it, that's next year. <laughs> and so yeah. I, I can't wait to get this project behind me. But um, yeah. So um, well, I think it it, it compounds. Like it does. the longer the longer you're finding yourself in that position, the less uh, willing you you are to put yourself in that position. Hopefully, exactly. Um, exactly. Because I'm slowly, slowly learning to say no faster. Yeah. No. <laughs> and, yeah. Um, me too, man. You know. Yeah. It's it's tough though because it there's a cost there's a cost to there's a sacrifice to following your dreams basically. You know, like mm -hmm. yeah. And sometimes the balance can get off balance like if we ran out of money you know like i would need to work and i would just have to suck it up and not dream as much unless streaming could replace that that right. money that i could be working but yeah yeah that's this um, um I, no. I don't know what that that need to um just fill the spaces you know like just fill this time like it, i can't this year has been the perfect year for no for me and and just just learning it and just being comfortable with it there was this band that i was kind of on the hook because i wanted to do i wanted to play with them and and they had cool gigs and i still like playing out and stuff but uh they had these cool opportunities that you know i i would have really liked to have been a part of but there were some personality issues and i'm getting older and these guys are younger and you know, I kept him on the hook kind of because I, I sort of wanted to still be in that world and still be a part mm -hmm. of that, that like touring and, and doing all that. And, yeah. you know, as soon as this pandemic hit and they were still trying to like, he was like, he was like, you know, come on, man, let's go record in the studio. And it's like, it's just like April. So it's like a month after everything shut down. He's like, we're going into the studio. I'm like, dude, I'm not going anywhere in enclosed spaces with you. 
And then so I yeah. told him to give me time. And of course, two months later, he comes back like, okay, you ready to do this? And finally, I'm just like, okay. Like by then, I had just already switched gears. And I was like, no, I'm not ready. I don't want to do that. And no, I'm not going to. He got mad. Yeah. I mean, how do you, do you have, yeah. have you dealt with people where you say no and they get like offended? Um, I'm trying to think. I mean, I, I have gotten into sticky situations, uh, but it's funny. Like last um, last January, a, a client I have um, who's been a regular client for a while um, hit me up for a last minute project. They were like, we need a video. I mean, it's a couple weeks of work and they need it in a couple weeks. It was like tight and... I had the boldness to just say, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't think I want to do this. I'm, I'm, I'm devoting myself to this live stream. And then I got like a phone. Well, this is through email. And then I got a phone call right away. <laughs> and then the, they were like, Hey, how how you doing? Uh, so what, what are you working on? Like, what's this thing you're doing? Like, um, and then like, they were being really nice. And I'm like, look, what, we really need a video. Yeah. We really need this. <laughs> and, um, so, um, so I felt I did feel really bad, mm. but they weren't being mean or anything. Right. But they they emphasized that they were very in need of this. So I basically just hiked up the price, and it was pretty high. And it it was sort of like I'll do it for that. Yeah. That will be worth it for me because that will fund cartoon mess live for months, you know. And <laughs> and then they were like, sure. And I'm like, okay. Oh. And then so I was busy. So there's this um period in late january early february where i was working really hard on this thing and and um but i don't know i feel like i'm really backing off uh long-term projects i'm i've been working on some little you know 20 second animation things for youtube commercials for companies but but those you know i can just put in a few days and then i'm done you know right yeah it's not like a month I did some lyric videos for a band and that was murder. Oh my gosh. Like, I mean, cause it's like four to six minute songs, minutes long songs and making animated elements. And it was just like, it took forever. They, they thought me out in last August, like a year ago. And I started off and on. And then I finished it like two months ago. <laughs> like it took so long to make four videos. Um, but, now is that yeah. so that i mean that seems like did they just give you like a project and no deadline i mean like because that just seems right no no deadline they were like <laughs> mistake it was just it, it it wasn't it wasn't tied to a release right it was just kind of like content um that they wanted to have and 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 it was like from scratch content like yeah. coming up with the characters wow. and creating the look and how it works and stuff and so it took a lot of thought and i harnessed my my animation tools that i built to actually because it was like nine characters singing the song together but i made it so like with duck i made it so i could use my fingers to control multiple characters at once Ah. so they could like all be like swaying and singing right uh and I'm controlling them. So I just had to like learn the song and listen to the track and play along to it. And then I could record the performance, put oh, it in the wow. video. A lot less time uh, I bet. spent animating. So, um, so you, so that helped. 
So the program that you use, it, it, it allows you to almost use uh, to animate in a sort of like uh, puppet way, like you're controlling puppets. And exactly, instead yeah. of animating each character frame by frame by frame, singing together, you were just doing your little puppet show kind of thing. And yeah. I, I don't, I'm I not mean... trying to minimize it. I didn't mean to call it a little puppet show. That, that sounded rude. That's not <laughs> it's what a I meant. Little, it's a little puppet show. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Um, it's just... Uh, oh, oh. Senior... <laughs> Chuck, you weren't ready for it. I wasn't ready for Senior it. Senior Pancake ah. had that loaded. He was um, Senior Pancake, thank you for that Dorito. Um, thank you, Senior Pancake, for trying. Um, that was great. Yeah, it is just, uh, you know, buttons. Just, um, uh, but it's, you know, it's, it's a mixture of... Um, engineering animation sequences to work really well together and i think that's part of the 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 <laughs> thanks pompey for the burp burp alert um uh it's 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 a mixture of it's like not just literally like binary like press button thing up here um it's you know there's a I, I have programming experience so i'm able to actually engineer really specific complex systems that wait for certain things and we'll do certain things while other things are waiting and it's kind of like making games actually wow um so it, it's it's really fun it's like legos for me like i just love building a little system you know and um there's a, just a mix of auto and and um like m using keys that have multiple combos and if this is on this button does something different you know mm -hmm. modes and yeah it's just it's so fun to, yeah, to do it. it. It's almost like MIDI mapping with, uh, mm -hmm. like, like, yeah, and, and sequencing MIDI and stuff. But like, it just seems way more complicated for my my musician brain because you, you add in imagery and all this shit. I don't yeah. know what's going on. It's really interesting. I love the idea that you like custom made your little world and and that you. What I've found as I get older and as you kind of go through these different phases of learning and in artistry and, and whatever you're going through is that you get to this point where you're using all of that information, no matter how insignificant at the time it was to you, it's still you're using it to sort of craft what you're doing now. I mean, if you're paying attention, I would say I, I would like to say that, uh -huh. first of all, if you're paying attention. And I don't know, because it seems like, you know, you, you said you got a little bit of engineering or, um, you know, programming, and then you got a little bit of this and that, and you sort of were able to, to, to put it together. I don't want to say cobble, because your shit does not look cobbled together, but you're able to sort of put it together in this uh, really interesting package. Um, I mean, do you agree with that sentiment, or, or is this, I mean, did you learn as you, uh, I'm just I'm just curious on, like, I don't know. Does that make sense? First of all, I was a little distracted because hey, <laughs> it's you. It's me, everybody. Hey, it's me, Mike. How did I get this in there? My, this is my podcast. <laughs> Tom. I, I see what you mean about teeth. They do look offensive. Or uh, what did you call? Uh, <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Thank you for being Mike. I, I was just curious. Oh, well, I didn't know. Mike. I didn't. I didn't know it was you until you wrote your name there, Mike. Uh, I was just curious Mike, how Mike long you. 
how how long have you been living there in uh, Seattle? I'm just curious, Mike. Uh, Mike, Mike, me? Yes, you or Tom? Mike. Uh, I've I've been here about a minute. A minute. A minute. Wow. One minute. And yep. and, and and what have you been able to accomplish in that time, sir? I uh, made a beat with my mouth. There we go. That's the beat. Thank you, thank that's you. Very, that's very good, Mike number two. <laughs> I like that. I'm. Wait Sorry. a second. I, I'll, I'll be Mike number two. Oh, thank, thank you for the claps, Raina. I appreciate the claps. <laughs> uh, so I might have uh, missed your question, yeah, but was it about like the I'm? Uh, no, it was more was of an question? observation, and, and I was just seeing if you agreed with it. But we could totally move on with that because it was just more of me expounding on a thought, really, than a question. So we don't have to. We don't have well, to give that. From what I remember of what you said, it's kind of like it's just a bunch of a pile of stuff. Right. You and, build your toolkit over years, and in in oh, thank you, Wallace. Wallace loves the duck. Uh, yeah, uh, that was my. I, I oh, guess that's... I love you, Wallace. Oh, look. Mm -hmm. uh, Wallace, so beautiful. Wallace Nelson, um, out there doing it. That's that's mod right there, mod love. Um, yeah, I don't know. You know, it, it's just certain <laughs> certain things like programming stuff. Did, I mean, did you go to school for programming, or is that something you self taught? Self-taught, actually. So uh, I'm 35, and so I was, you know, getting into the internet around 99, mm. 2000, and um, I uh, was taking tons of tutorials online with JavaScript, and um, you know, uh, Flash was getting big at the time. With um, so I, I invested in and bought Flash, and and I just um, the fact that you could make you know, games with it. Yeah. And I the making websites. Um, it was so, you know, I was in high school, so I had tons of time. So I'd just be on the computer all the time, taking tutorials, learning programming, but yeah. it's all self-taught. Yeah. I just took online stuff, no school or anything. Yeah. Um, but, but, but then I, you know, um, I've been working since then. I literally have been working with flash for 20 years because my job um, later before I quit, when I was making the portraits at work, I was doing 20, I mean, I, my con, I was constantly programming in flash, but for that job too. So I kind of was stayed, uh, invested in programming and stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. The, just that weird thing where you're just at home and, and a high schooler and you're just teaching yourself flash. It's like, I took like this adult learning class about like design with Photoshop and Illustrator and stuff, um, the Adobe Suite, and and, and like I, I forgot all about, it. and then all of a sudden now I have to create flyers and I have to do all these things. I learned how to do iMovie just for fun, like back in the day, and now I have to like use Final Cut and know how to do all these things. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you. I erased the uh, the the other mic, so I got to make a new one. Okay, I'm I, I'm I'm into it. I like I this like. This gonna be better though. It this looks much be better, better already. Yeah. It look it looks way better. I'm not offended by this one, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, I, you you know you you got really oh you know what why you draw that? Uh, I have to redeem someone's. Uh, someone wants me to sing you a song, Tom. 
All right, go for so it. So I yeah, have to I'll sing you a song it. while while Tom draws me again. I'm gonna sing uh, "It's Raining Tacos" for Oh Hey Nephew um, because he used his fresh bars, and I um, like to punish myself. So uh, give me a second. Tacos. Okay. Wait, wait. I already know. Oh my God! Things just happened. Thank you for that. Those I, know, I, know, I know that sound. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was my keyboard falling. Oh my gosh! Hold on, guys. You guys just give me. A... Oh my God! <laughs> sound effects are going off. Nothing's broken. Um, just my ego. Um, hold on. Let me see here. Oh my gosh. I am just a mess today. That's why my show's cartoon live mess. It's just a mess, man. <laughs> it's like it's in the name. You know what to expect, okay? Yeah. <laughs> They'll be coming in here expected all that. Oh, come on. It's just... Oh, wow. Wow. I'm it's just... okay. I'm drawing. People are watching me draw. It's, it's, we got some visual stuff happening here, you know? I appreciate, Tom, that you're entertaining everyone while I fail miserably. Uh, but that you know, that's that's a good part about art is that you have all these little failures that you get to learn from. And oh wait, this is mic number three. Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh! Hey. What's up, hey, everybody? Hey, mic number three. You're much sexier than mic number two was. I'm sexy. Like, I think I look pretty good. I think so, baby. Uh, I, don't, I, think you, I think you look fly. All right. I'm, I swear to gosh, everyone, that um, things are going to happen soon. I promise. It's going to happen. It's going to happen, folks. Okay. So I'm going to sing this song for Oh Hey Nephew because he was so nice to use his fresh bars. And then we're going to get back to Tom. Susan. Oh, thank you for the cats. I love the cats. <laughs> okay, here we go, folks. I finally did things. Oh, my. All right. All right, this is for you, oh, hey, nephew. Thank you for doing this to me. I guess I did it to myself, folks. All right, here we go. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Oh my God, I'm in the wrong key. Let's try that again, everybody. Hey. All right, here we go. It's raining tacos. Wait, okay, we're gonna do this one more time. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Okay, one more time, okay? I'm nervous, all right? Tom's, Mike 3 has got me all nervous. There's a, there's, there's some ladybug, ladybug. Okay, here we go. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Just open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos. Out in the streets, tacos. Lettuce and shells, cheese and meat. It's raining tacos. Yum, yum, yummity, yum. 
It's like a dream. Yum, 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 it yum, more sour cream. It's raining tacos. It's raining tacos from out of the sky. Tacos, no need to ask why. Open your mouth and close your eyes. It's raining tacos. Oh. Okay. There you go. Ooh, oh, hey, nephew. Way to go. Mic number one. Yay. Way to go. <laughs> and it's literally raining tacos, everybody. Right. Holy. It's raining tacos. Oh, and I never recorded. Oh, good. Good. <laughs> oh, thank you for the claps, Raining Mystique. I appreciate it. Thank you for sitting through that, Tom. I appreciate that as well. Oh, yeah, no. No, it was fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> thank you, buddy, buddy, for the bits. I appreciate it. For those 200 bitties, you wonderful human being. Well, I, you know, like, your, your, your show is silly, and your show is funny, and, um silly and funny um and there's a lot of improv in it too i'm just curious do you have a background in improv or are you just just this is just coming out of nowhere like because because you uh you have this thing where you do like a, a word generator and it's just two mm -hmm. words two random words and then you just sort of go off so i'm, I'm yeah. curious is, is uh do you have a background in improv or is this just uh what you i did take uh two classes last year oh okay so it was a more recent endeavor because as i was trying to stream more i thought well i should take some improv you know yeah and um formally i had gone to improv shows growing up um and enjoyed them for the most part but i um took one class and i didn't really like the class very much but then i took another class that was a little bit more well it was just better teaching and mm -hmm. um and it was smaller and um, and I learned a lot more, but it was almost actually too much for me at the time because I realized that I don't play well with others as well. Like so when I do my show and it's kind of it's almost like a monologue, right? Because mm -hmm. I have all these characters, but I'm I'm doing it all and I know exactly what's about to happen all the time. As far as like I'm going to switch that character, they're going to say something I'm I'm doing all that. But when I have to listen to someone else and be in the moment, well, I mean, a good example is like having a live guest. So, I mean, right now we're just talking, so I don't have to manage all this stuff. Right. So I can listen to you exactly. and we can listen to each other. But when I'm doing my show and I have a live guest, I start to get these huge holes in my attention mm -hmm. and I start to miss things. And it's very hard for me to keep up with what other people are saying and what I'm doing. And um, with improv, I, I struggled a lot with, um, I would go into scenes with some people and I would just shut down because I would be so intent on like trying to focus on what they're saying that I wouldn't know what I'm planning to do. Yeah. And it was just kind of tough, yeah. Well, I, and by the way, um, I think that's what but, you're supposed to do. But if I do my own thing, if, if, if you say... What's that? Oh, no, go ahead, please. 
It's weird. It's cutting you off. Oh, okay. Um, how how about now? No, no, no. The, the your audio is cutting out. Sorry. Oh, that is weird. Has it been doing it the whole time? It, it's um, it's like a. It's, I think it's it's the auto mix minus thing. Oh. Where it, it makes us not overlap each other or whatever. Oh, I see. I see. Um, I just took you out of that mode. Wow. Wow. I'm just here. We are again, folks. That's okay. To, We're making it to happen um, again. Um, no, I was wondering what you were what you were about to say, but you know, if if you forgot, that's okay. Um, I was gonna say that if you said, "Hey, Tom, go up on stage and do an improv monologue," totally could do it. Oh, really? No, no worries. But if you say, "Tom, go up." and work with this person and come up with something silly together. I get really like sweaty and I'm I start to worry and worry is the enemy of, of improv. You know, you're not supposed to worry, but no matter how much I tell myself, it's just chill, Tom, it's okay. It's a safe place. They want to have fun. You want to have fun, but no, I, I, I guess deep down, I take it very seriously, even though I'm having fun, but I feel a sense of control with my, my show or when I'm doing a monologue, but as soon as I have to listen, I'm honestly, I'm a bad listener, Mike. That's what I've learned is I'm a bad listener. My wife knows this. My friends know this, but I do care. Yeah. Yeah. And and I do care though. And, and and like you can tell, and, and I get those modes too, where it's like, you're so deep and, and you're so entrenched in whatever you're thinking about that everything else sort of becomes muted and all you have mm-hmm. is your thoughts and then when they're done talking at you you're just like uh, and you, my wife knows it too about me <laughs> and it, yeah. but but it, i've gotten better at it through just having to like be on the show and stuff you know like with with talking to people like this all the time it's it really helped hone in those skills uh, improv mm-hmm. i was doing improv too uh last year and the beginning of this year until the pandemic and yeah. It totally, it really helped me in regards to this, just being able to bounce ideas back and forth and, and to be able to be in a moment without trying to think. Because what you're saying when you're like, you know, you're trying to focus on what they're saying so you can react so that you're not in your own head. You're not supposed to be thinking about what you're going to do. You're just supposed to go, right? It's, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be something. Uh, and, and for me, I would have this hard time with listening to people and then I would have this horrible worry that when they're done with their sentence, that that I'll have nothing to say, and we'll just be sitting there in awkward silence. And so I'd always be trying to come up with the next thing instead of just trying to listen back and forth and 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 just totally. respond. And, and that is a very hard thing. I I don't know. Were you diagnosed with ADHD or ADD at all? That was... uh, no, not officially. Uh, <laughs> not I mean, officially. Who, who, well, I mean, I don't think I I have any serious. Uh, I mean, I don't know. It's hard to say. I feel like we're all on a spectrum of yes, yeah. some sort of mental deficiency. Yeah, I feel <laughs> you know, it. like, I mean, as far as like my wife is super good at hearing auditorily, like she'll remember stuff like, but I'm horrible at repeating audio information. And sometimes my mom would call or she, my mom would like say something to me and I, she would get mad because I would say what first 
before responding, but it's funny because sometimes I remember that when I would say what, it was when I, after I say what, I I process what she said. Yeah. So it was like my what was like a grasping. Right. For the words. Yeah. And she, perce- she perceived it as like me being like ignoring her. Yeah. And the truth is, is that, yeah, if I drop everything and look you in the eye, that will help me focus better. It will help me hear you. Right. Um, and so there's a part of it that is um, that can be helped by um, uh, discipline, by by setting things down and looking at someone when they're talking to you. Yeah, that helps. Um, <laughs> yeah. Put your so, phone down. Um, but close when the I'm, laptop. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, if I'm doing something else, I'm totally going to like have a gap in processing mm-hmm. and. And then, um, but I don't think it really, I I mean, I was, I got A's in school and stuff. I was, I did okay in school and stuff. Um, It wasn't a problematic thing. Um, But I, um, you know, I think that the bigger thing with me, and this gets into more personal stuff, but I, I, uh, I've been doing therapy for a couple of years off and on. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've learned about disassociation as a, a coping mechanism. And I think that's, that's basically what it is, is disassociating like in an improv setting. Mm -hmm. Um, when I'm working with someone else, there's this sort of subservient mode I get into where I'm looking for the right places to step to not get stepped on. Yeah. Like that's like my dynamic when I'm in a improv situation. So that from the get go is the wrong mentality because I'm worried about getting in trouble or saying the wrong thing or getting in just getting in trouble. And like, so I've been learning to face that a little more, but it's going to take who knows years, years. to get over years. Uh, or to grow through because, you know, no one I'm doing improv with wants to control the situation, you know, unless they're domineering. But I mean, sometimes that can happen. I mean, yeah. but you know, no, no one's there to run it, you know, but, um, cause it's about the group effort, right? right? You know? And like, um, but it's hard for me to even trust that sometimes, you know, because I'm, I've, I've got this echoes of, of, of dealing with uh, people with, that are angry, you know, from my childhood or my, you know, growing up and learning to dodge potential anger by being helpful, quiet, or going along with whatever they're doing Yeah, and not, being able to insert myself equally, you know, in the situation or whatever. And so all I can do right now is acknowledge that that's what happens to me. I don't know what to do with it yet. I don't know how to be better at it. Well, acknowledging <laughs> um, it, I think, is the first step because because uh, yeah. I'm in therapy, too. man. Um, I mean, in the last couple of years, I mean, it's helped me oh, so good. much with processing like Mm-hmm. like childhood scars you know like you yeah. gotta like sort of work through these things and, mm-hmm. and and to be able to it's just so strange that you could just talk to somebody and you're just talking things through right you're just chatting and then i don't know man like it just it it, it did help it did help but but i think recognizing that and, and um and then what my therapist suggests is sort of in, in like 
leaning into it a bit like like for me i get really anxious like before this i mean my hands are sweating like crazy right now and i've done a lot of yeah. work with not showing how fucking scared of scared i am you know <laughs> what i mean i've done a, it's yeah. taken a long long time to get past that but i still have that and so meditation and and, mm. and exercise and, and 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 you know having these preemptive like not letting things anger me because i have that same sort of thing where like I go through, like, I will make sure that I go, sometimes you just lean into it and you just bite into the anger and you just go with it because it feels good for me. But, mm-hmm. like, most of the time mm-hmm. I'm trying to skirt that for no reason. And and maybe our, we're different in that sense. I'm just, I'm just mm-hmm. saying, like, for me, I can jump real easily to anger. But in these last couple of years, I've been able to sort of uh, work out methods that sort of help, you know, dissipate that because most of the time the things Mm -hmm. that you're getting angry about aren't really things to get angry about right like i mean sometimes they are Mm -hmm. but like for me it could be just you know i don't know dropping my ipad like you know a couple years ago dropping my ipad in the middle of a thing might have sent me into like a small little rage now i just sit there and laugh stupidly because it's like it's just a fucking ipad you know what i mean it's nothing and and to sort of step away from that and therapy help with that um yeah. yeah, but uh, Clavio, I wanted to say a good method of communicating with someone with processing problems is to catch their attention first and then ask the question. Like if your mom went to Tom and waited for you to say, yeah, it'd be easier for you to process words better. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just even knowing that, just even knowing that about another person to, to know that you have to sort of give them this like moment to catch up. I mean that's mm-hmm. just, that just helps in relationships in general. So, senior pancake, yeah, you you actually have been diagnosed with central auditory processing disorder. Interesting. What is that? Yeah, I don't think. I, I mean, I don't know if I'm. I could be diagnosed, but mm-hmm. I I don't know. I think I'm actually. I, it's probably just some sort of um, slower processing of audio. I mean, that's what <laughs> it sounds like. Um, yeah, yeah. But um, but I mean, I can usually manage it. It hasn't got me into huge trouble or anything, uh, but, um, but in, it is it is complex because sometimes it isn't just purely like that. I can't hear what people are saying right away. Mm-hmm. It does. It is influenced by what I'm thinking about for sure. And I mean, whether I'm pro- whether I'm thinking through a show idea or something like that, yeah. then I'm like totally not here. <laughs> And there's n- nothing that will bring me here except for totally interrupting it with like I even in the last 24 hours, I've pissed my wife off by not listening to her um, <laughs> and being lost in my head. And it was disrespectful of me to to like fully. I mean, it's OK to think of ideas, but you have to do it at the right time. And right. Like, and I mean, if, if I'm struck with an idea, I need to maybe just put the brakes on the conversation, write it down and then revisit it yes. or something like that. But, but I mean, yeah, I struggle with the discipline of actually respecting the people around me enough to give them my full self, you know? Yeah. And Sometimes I've favored my ideas over people um, well, in the moment. Well, yeah. it, 
and and you know like that's just how it is sometimes you know like that i feel like that's just like if you're gonna be with an artist i feel like that you got to understand that if you're gonna i mean not and with anybody i mean just being with somebody your partner is like you gotta really accept who they are as a person and, and it can still piss you off obviously i'm the same way man like my wife is just yeah. like bro put it put your phone down put the black yeah. can we just and a lot of times she has to like physically just sit on me. She'll just come and sit on me. Just be like, no, you got to stop now. And like right at the beginning of the pandemic, it was really bad because I mean, I was like, you know, I was ignoring people. Oh, thank you so much, Senior Pancake. I appreciate those biddies. Um, I, I need to hop back into Thanks, work meetings. Thank you, We Speak English, for conducting this interview. Hey, Senior yeah. Pancake, I appreciate it. And Senior Pancake yeah, does... He hears. Thanks for sharing, Senior yes, Pancake. Thanks. Thank you so much. I mean, I I really do appreciate you sharing that uh, that piece of you. I hear perfectly, but oftentimes my brain has difficulty processing spoken language. I'll hear words wrong sometimes, and sometimes won't even be able to process someone's words. Yeah, I get there. I get that with reading too. I get that with mm -hmm. reading where I'll read like a whole page, and I'll be like, oh. I guess I was thinking about something else. I should probably go read whatever the fuck I yeah. just read. Uh, yeah. That that is like. Been, go ahead, please. Yeah. Oh, I've been I've been there too with reading, reading and auditory uh, processing. Are, I mean, people have different speeds. It doesn't mean exactly. that you're disabled or anything. It right. just means that you're slower than someone else. And some people are super fast. And right. I know. I mean, my wife's super fast at reading and auditory. But I mean, I've got speed with visual analyzation and spatial uh, analyzation, so I'm I'm very sharp with spatial relationships, mm -hmm. and that's actually contributed to my show because everything has its place, and I know exactly where it is, and I can jump to it and dial something really quickly. Yeah, and and I I I just there's I don't even have to think about it at all. It's yeah. all there. Right, it's muscle memory. It's it's there. You know. Right, and no one moves you know. things around while you're not there. That's that's the fun thing about having kids and, and a family is like <laughs> things get moved. I have no sense of direction. Yeah, me neither. Oh God, the reading um, attention well, thing. These these move all the time. Yeah. These. It's like where's the pencil? Jess and I are always like, where's the pencil? <laughs> Why isn't there any pencils? We have like a hundred pencils. Yeah. There is no pencil here anymore. Well, your wife is an artist too, right? Yeah, she is. She's a very talented designer, illustrator. Uh, she, she's, she can do so many beautiful things. And we met at art school, actually. Aww. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and just and it's, um, and it's stuck. That's nice. I could. Um, I don't know. If, do links work in your? Um, and links work not for you. Um, but okay. I can it, I I can put her um I can bring her website up. And we can show some stuff. Or or her Instagram. Um, sure. Let's do uh, that. Instagram.com slash Jess Ray Phoenix, I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma. Oh. Oh, I just oh Raina! I just popped on to Raina's Instagram and nice. wow, Raina! Look what you Here got going on today. My wife likes to um, she likes to uh, take pictures of her naked and put them on. <laughs> and that it just it threw me off. It threw me off. All of a sudden, there was just naked Raina. Like oh, there there she is. Uh, okay, what is it? It's just what? Oh, I already put it in the chat. Oh, you did it. 
Um, yeah, I was permitted. Oh, okay. This, nice. I didn't know that you could no, do that. That's oh no. Cool. Oh wait. I no, it didn't work. I'm sorry. Oh, oh it didn't work. No, oh. my mod thought it worked, but it didn't. No link for us. It, it works for me. Interesting. Oh, no link for everyone else. Jess, okay. uh, what is it? Jess what? Uh, uh, Instagram.com slash Jess um, and then R-A-E and oh. then Phoenix. R-A-E. Um, I put it in, the ch in our chat uh, in Discord if you need reference. Oh, okay. Right on. You know what? I, yeah. I got it right here. And um, I was about to follow, but this is Raina's Instagram, so I won't do that to her. Let me, I'm going to pull that up so everyone can, we can look at Jess's artwork because that's really cool. And like, I, I actually went through and looked at some of her, I went to her website, it's beautiful. I love her flowers and like her silhouettes mm -hmm. of flowers and stuff. Uh, here is his, uh, Jess, she goes by Jess Ray. Je well, uh just phoenix just phoenix you don't have to say she just has ray because just phoenix was taken on instagram i think gotcha gotcha yeah so here's some of her art and and so what is yeah. this what is she using what's this medium well her process is primarily digital uh -huh. but she does start with paper uh, she actually draws on tracing paper with marker scans in uh like in like black or or some mono color kind of thing then she brings into Photoshop, colorizes the layers, and arranges them into uh, these floral arrangements and stuff. Wow! Um, so mostly... did I say it right, Grandma? <laughs> did I do it? <laughs> um, Am I a good boy? But, but she, but she, but she is uh, trained in you know painting and illustrating on on for real as well. Uh -huh. uh, I mean, on like paper and everything. But but most of her work these days is like a quick little sketch version on real scanned and then digitized. So gotcha. Cause there's just so much options with digitize digitization. And also painting was like really hard on her body. Cause it's like painting for hours yeah. and getting shoulder pain and stuff, you know? Well, is, is that kind of why you um, yeah. switched to standing up is, was you having um, some sort of pains? You started drawing standing up. Is that why you switched over to just standing up? Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Because, well, I got a standing desk like it, it can it, it's an adjustable one that goes up and down and uh, which is convenient. Um, and um, because, I, yeah, I was just finding that sitting wasn't really good for me. And um, it's not it was good for anybody. Getting, I was getting lower, lower back issues. And oh my God, that's um, what's happening to me but, now. Yeah. Sitting is bad, uh, but it also is. standing too much is bad, too. Doing anything too much is bad. <laughs> Yeah, and, um, <laughs> so, so I've found in yeah. life. So I had to quit drinking for that very reason. This is, yeah. just didn't work out for you, me. Yeah, you have to find a balance and or have the discipline to mix things up. I, I do um, yoga in the morning every morning. Oh, nice. and, uh, that kind of helps my body stay. Because I have to keep my hands and wrists pretty Limber. pretty healthy. Yeah. Yeah, and, um, and, and strong too. You have to keep them strong because... I found that pain comes from weakness, actually. Like, I'm sorry. That when sounds, I would work, that that sounds like uh, that sounds like someone like a a, a a physical trainer would tell you, like so, like your yeah. trainer is fucking well, pain is weakness. Well, it's, well, a specific reason or a specific version of that is like I used to, you know, long ago use a mouse. So you know, I'd be on a computer mm. doing stuff using the mouse. So my hand is just like sitting still and i'm using one muscle to click my finger right well over time 
your wrist actually gets super weak. Mm-hmm. And then um, your carpal tunnel can get cramped up and your your uh, all your uh, your nerves are like compressed. Um, but the thing is, is if you strengthen your wrist, then all of a sudden the all the tissue is fortified by like doing little weight, weight lifting stuff and uh-huh. um, getting those muscles in shape. And I, I had pain for years in my wrist wow. because I my wrist was weak. And then I started strengthening my wrists and I don't have pain there anymore. And they're not stiff anymore. Yeah. So they, they you know, they feel good. Um, it, it's really crazy what just stretching and doing just just physical physical movement will do for everything else. I mean, I, I, I yoga, I mean, that yoga to me is like like the ultimate meditation, physical workout type of situation. Mm-hmm. I've only done like a couple yoga class, like real <laughs> yoga classes. Um, every mm-hmm. time I do it, I feel great. But every time I'm doing it in the moment, I feel like a fucking big fat whale flopping around. Like, yeah, it's, just like, it's very. Uh, it takes a lot of skill, man. It takes a lot of skill. Um, yeah. So, are you into meditation and stuff like that as well? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't do it as much as I should, but I do believe in it. Um, and I think it looks different for different people. Yeah. Um. So I have a book recommendation if people are trying to think of a practical way to get into yoga there's a book called yoga for pain relief that i absolutely 100 percent recommend because it's it's a book that will help you figure out what exercises you need to do mm. with your body to get it back into balance because it's about balance and you, you stretching is actually pretty scary like if you do it wrong yeah you can hurt yourself more and if you don't warm up, you can hurt yourself. So it's a great book to teach you about learning to listen to your body and learn what's right for you. Yeah. Um, and um, But I, it's taken me uh, over a year to kind of find a routine that works for me and to find a way to... Because my body has little ways of saying, hey, you're doing that too much. Mm. If you do it a little bit more, you're going to have a breakdown. <laughs> like your foot is going to like freak out or you're going to pull a back muscle soon, right, you know, right. like there's little warning shots. Oh <laughs> yeah, totally. And if you're not and, paying attention or if yeah. you're moving too fast, you can really hurt you. I, I, I yeah. did that just stretching. And by the way, Clavio, I, I hope that helps you. Um, Cause Clavio was saying, I need a good way to move that you can actually stick to. So maybe this book is a, uh, is something helpful for you that will help you get moving again. I would suggest Clavio mm-hmm. is just to take a walk. Like the the most basic thing you could do is just take a walk. Walking's good. Yeah. Walking yeah. is Walking's great. great. My wife had to get me into that because when I work out, I wanna fuck work out. I wanna feel it, you know? Yeah. But she really showed me like, let's just take a walk. And yeah, there it is. <laughs> let's just take a walk. Let's just, you know Oh, thank you so much for the gun show. Walking saves lives, I agree. Uh, and marriages, <laughs> um, but 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 the actual uh, the movement of a of a walk and what that does for my brain as well, because um, mm-hmm. because there's a difference between strenuous running or jogging or lifting weights and just walking. Um, I don't like just walking. It gets my brain going in a way that I'm able to sort of sort out ideas because my brain works in like a clusterfuck. So. I don't know. Do you get that same sort of uh, thing out of it? Do you get that sort of? Oh yeah. No, my wife and I have been talking about this a lot recently with the pandemic and the lack of um, being able to hang out normally with people and take breaks and take vacations and stuff. Um, 
we've been realizing that there's been some issues with actually creating space for ourselves to process. Mm. So my wife's been going for morning walks. She goes on a walk by herself to see the world and to give her brain room. Right. Because when you are walking, especially, you get to see the world and, and experience it in this way that your body just flows. Like you can, you just start having thoughts about what you have been maybe worried about or concerned about or like what you want. And it can be a great time because we realize that if you're not giving yourself that space and you're working too hard, mm. when you go to bed, you lay down, all of a sudden your brain's like, oh, I finally have space because I'm in bed. But then you're like, no, I want to sleep right now. <laughs> I don't want to think about that stuff. But it's like, but your, brain, your brain's like, you didn't give me any time to do this. I'm going to do it now. And it's like, nope. You know, so give yourself space during the day. So when you go to bed, you're ready to go to sleep because yes. you don't have to process all that stuff. You know? Oh, bro. You're, um, you're, no, that we- you never gave yourself time to think about. It's funny you and your wife are talking about it. Me and my wife have been talking about it for the last six months because it's just I yeah because ever since the pandemic like I haven't been able to sleep well and mostly is because mm-hmm. I'll wake up and I'll just slam away at work and do whatever I got to do until it's time to go to bed and I've honestly lost interest in watching movies. I don't re- I don't care about watching TV shows anymore. It's like. I could care less if I go see my friends, you know, what I mean? like I honestly am okay, which is sort of sitting in this space. Um, but, but you're right. At the end of the day, my brain either shuts down. And when everybody wants to be a family, when the family wants to be a family, daddy's sleeping on the couch and he's worthless or, you know, mm. I'm sitting in bed and I can't go to sleep or, or I'm up at two in the morning and I'm just like, Oh, yeah. my brain's awake now. It's time to do stuff. And, it, it's just, it's a mess. That's, it's a mess. That's where, I mean, it really is a discipline. It is. Uh, and, and it's not fun. No. To, to, uh, cause I found that also writing in the morning, uh-huh. uh, like a, either a journal or just sort of like, uh, what's really bothering me right now. Mind dump kind of thing. Yeah. Um, that helps me a lot. And, um, but yeah, you have to, like, I don't really work uh, in the evening, I don't really work past five at all anymore. I oh. used to do it a lot when I was younger, mm-hmm. but it was kind of destructive, honestly, even though I thought, well, I'm being productive, right. I'm getting stuff done. I'm, I'm banging this out, but it's like, you're banging your body up too. And you're, yeah. you're banging your relationship apart too. Like I had a breaking point in 2017 when I did this huge job for months on end of 24 well, not 24 seven work, but like 12 to 16 hour days oh. every day for like four months. And it had, I feel like years worth of damage because we're, me and Jess are still kind of figuring out things that happened from that as far as our relationship mm. and ways that she was wounded and I was wounded in the process. But it's also, kind of like things coming to a head that were already there about myself and so it wasn't just that this job from hell took over it was that i wasn't ready to take care of myself in it you Mm -hmm. know what i mean and i was willing to just throw myself into the fire fully yeah and um but nowadays i would just kind of say you know this is gonna be a little late or i can't work this many hours because i'm going to die <laughs> if i do that <laughs> yes um and 
it was just like too much it was too much um and it was the most money i've ever made and it totally wasn't worth it wow in the end honestly like i mean it was it was a huge job and it, it millions of eyes saw it but i never really got any satisfying interaction from it as far as like people seeing it and liking it it was just kind of it was for a wall street journal mm. did this um big campaign during right after trump was elected it was uh kind of like the real news versus fake fake news push with news organizations and stuff and mm -hmm. um but uh yeah it was hard uh but it was a rewarding job in some senses because i i had to build a team and work with a team and like steer a job and i found out what i'm capable of as far as like how much can we produce it's like you shouldn't push it that hard it's like turning it up to 11 you're gonna break the equipment or something you know? <laughs> right like, right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And those people who sort of do go that distance and sort of push themselves, I mean, they just, I, I never see those people as like really happy. Like those people who are, yeah. oh, I didn't do anything. I'm, I was going to. What is the, what's the cost? I mean, exactly. Of, of success, you know. Right. Um, yeah, it's uh, success is weird. And even fame, I've heard. Uh, you've probably have you listened to WTF Pod? Oh, much? of course, Mark Marin. Yeah, I mean, um, Mark Marin's amazing. Yeah, and there were some interviews that really changed. Well, not changed my life, but like just kind of gave me these little tidbits of wisdom. Yes, me too. Mike man. Myers uh, was interviewed by him once and had some really interesting things to say. Yeah, there's the art uh, for Wall Street Journal. I mean, those those were intense. Uh, I mean, we had to make these 90 second animations, and then we had to make a portrait that was composed from art from the animation mm -hmm. so like all these little tiny pieces of art are being reused to make features of the face yeah. like it was so so huge of a job and i was in charge of making the portraits and i'm dealing with sign off from these these journalists and the legal and all these different they're like oh their their nose isn't right you know it's just yeah. like so so uh so so sensitive yeah um, yeah, the, and, um, just dealing with people who aren't artists trying to direct your art. Mm -hmm. That that seems like that could yeah. be annoying at times. Um, uh, uh, or, but I'm sorry, I'm just getting lost in the drawings. There's so much oh, to yeah. it. There's so much detail here. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, nice. and I I mean I had a a team of like four or five illustrators and animators helping and it was cool and you know it got printed in the newspaper so i'd go to the grocery store and buy the the newsprint with my art on it and stuff so that was kind of fun Hell yeah but it it kind of i noticed that when i when i would look online like on facebook when they'd post the videos that we made mm. all the comments were always in response to the content yeah. not <laughs> not the art like, to the subjects not yeah. the art it was completely lost it was completely like like transparent like in the sense that it was just like watching a news video it was just like oh that person you know yes is this or that all this judgmental stuff or or like oh they're great i love this person and uh, but there was just no even mention that it was animated or that it was art or yeah <laughs> it was that just, this took months um, to create but, and but yeah, yeah. <laughs> um 
that, yeah. that I, I forgot what, what, what you were talking about. I Mike Myers, right before that. Mike Myers on WTF. Oh, oh yeah. So he said, um, he said, um, you know, to sum it up, he was talking about how making, well, making great art is obviously like the the biggest goal. It should be your biggest goal, but that um, fame is a sludgy byproduct of good, good art and. Like, I mean, it doesn't always mean if you make good art, you'll be famous. But if you seek fame, it's the wrong way to go because it's it's just there's nothing to gain from fame except for you might have more money, which can open up doors. But the things that come with it are just not of benefit, not beneficial really mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> um, and losing losing your anonymity and your um and even having so many people involved and having to get approval through all these different processes, if you're relying on other people or organizations, legal teams, all that stuff. So it's like the life of an artist is can be simpler, but maybe more satisfying in the end to not really worry about trying to be a big name mm-hmm. or be a big thing. You know, it's just yeah, um, I, doing I, what you love every day is is a get is a gift. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I, I think that's the real problem here when you, you think about these about kids who are looking, you know, looking into a, a, a life of art is that a lot of times you, you know, you want to be an artist, you know, you want to be a musician or an actor. You just I mean, you just don't know how to do it correctly in a way that you can be, you know, that you can make money and be self-sufficient. And no one tells you how to do that. That's shit. You sort of right. have to learn on your own. Uh, you know, like, and then from from the time you're a little kid, you're being told, like, fucking, I don't know about you. Uh, I mean, your parents were probably nice. My parents were nice, too, and they, they really did encourage me to do stuff. But they always told me, is like, make sure you go to school and get a degree in something that, you know, because you know, something to fall back on, you know, because when you inevitably mm-hmm. de- fail at art and being a musician, when, when you inevitably just ass out on that, you're going to want some miserable job to have to, uh, you know, make up for that lost income and time. And so like you have a whole society, I feel like in, in America, at least that sort of puts that weirdness on kids. You know, they don't, they tell you that you see what the benefits could be of being an artist you know, you could have lots of money, be well known if that's what you want, whatever. But you don't really see what it takes to get there. And no one really tells you. No. And it's so all you have is your parents just sort of telling you is like, this is a stupid idea. Like, you should do something else, you know. And then yeah. you have te- teachers yeah. and, and, and society at large telling you sort of to, you know, this might not be. You know, I, I feel like there's yeah. a huge people are going up kids these days that want to go into art i feel like they're up against a huge uh wall but i think with the internet now it's a lot easier for kids to sort of uh, for uh artists to sort of get their name out and sort of mm-hmm. get known but i, I don't know do you well, it's do, easy it's, it's easier to make sub communities yeah it's like you don't have to be a, a big player to have like a a art community that actually exactly. can even help sustain you you know right and, it's not all or nothing that I've found is, is and but that can be hard because sometimes people have these big ideas. It's like they have dreams. And, you know, you grow up and people are like, "Hey, follow your dreams," but then they're also <laughs> simultaneously going, "Wait, you know, stay, keep it practical here. You know, don't go crazy. Yeah. You know, um, you're not gonna be the next, uh, you know, Picasso. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, um, or something like that. Um, and it is this weird 
put push and pull of like you need to believe in your dreams and be bold but you also need to be willing to work really hard and when no one's supporting you yeah. to do it you know yeah and, or, or or get back yeah. in line and just and no know. one to no go ahead or or no when well i was gonna say no one to quit but like that's a little harsh because it's not really no one to quit it's more no one to pivot <laughs> yeah yes um yes. and and you know and, you're right um, about that pivoting is you're right because you're, it's not quitting because like you don't really quit being an artist unless you're like yeah i'm not doing that i'm gonna go work at the factory i'm done with that part of my life yeah. then you've yeah. given up that's fine but like yeah you well and and sometimes those 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 moves have unexpected empowering motivating realities like i mean when i worked at that office company uh you know it wasn't really where I wanted to be, but it was like four years of building and, and cooking yes. to, to being where I wanted to go because it gave me enough space that I could think about it a little bit, at, but I was also growing in other ways. And, and, and it's, it's, you have to look at it as a never ending process because the idea of making it and becoming a big name right. doesn't mean anything right. because it's, even if you become the next Radiohead or uh, some famous artist or whatever, mm. then what? You know, you gonna are you still gonna be able to make the art you made before so many people were watching you? Right. Because if you can't, then you're gonna have a breakdown, yeah. and then you're gonna like question everything. You know, so you have to be ready to do it all forever. <laughs> I mean, as long as you're alive or whatever. You right. Know? Yeah. The hustle and, never stops. And that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. Well, I, I think that that hustle and that, that, that fear of real struggle. And cause I know what real struggle is. I assume, you know, what mm -hmm. real struggle is. I mean, as an artist, uh, maybe not, maybe you've had a good life where you've been able to get work and what you like doing. Um, but, but what I love about what you were saying is that office job that you sort of like, it didn't fulfill you in any ways, but it sort of prepared you to to do all these other things it was sort of like what we we're talking about with all these things you you accumulate over time in your tool belt right mm -hmm. and like this basically it's paid training is what you got is you got this paid training yeah. to to learn how to do and and like do it well and do it in in a fast way um and 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 efficiently um, you were able to do lots of different things and now you're able to sort of draw from that. I was the same way. Like mm -hmm. I, I worked in an office and it was just like fucking, it was prison. And, but yeah. what it taught me, what it forced me to do was to, um, was to learn how to organize my shit and stay organized. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. I'm not still, but, but it helped me, <laughs> sort of, but it helped me sort of, um, prioritize work. It helped me, you know, like to, to, cause sometimes you can have so much to do and you have so many options, you don't know where to start. And so right. it, it told it, it taught me how to prioritize what I need to do and how I need to do it and to get it done. Yeah. And so, I mean, th those, those experiences are beautiful, even though they suck at the time. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned earlier, like how when you're young and you're starting out, no one tells you how to do certain things. And the truth is, is that even if they told you how to do it, it wouldn't work for you because it's not the same for everybody. Right. Because like I remember I saw a, I saw a talk with Brad Bird. Uh, he's, you know, he created The Incredibles and mm. Iron Giant and some other animated amazing stuff. 
he's a director. He's, he's just like cool, great mind. And um, he, he came and spoke at my school. And I remember just being so moved by him because he had such a, he had such a root because he worked on the Simpsons originally. And oh, people nice. were like, Oh, how do I become a Simpsons animator? And he's just kind of like, Hey, slow, slow down. Like it's not going to happen to you the same way it happened to me. Right. You know, you got to find your own route and it's going to, it's going to have all these different components. Mm -hmm. You know, there's going to be parts that you hated that are great for you. Right. And you, you can't always tell when you're in them, whether they're going to be maybe something that changes your life in the end, you know? <laughs> so you have to be careful how you judge where you are, but still persevere and everything. But like, yeah. It, and, and I mean, you mentioned also hardship and like, we can't, totally you know compare hardships as artists but I, I think i've actually in some ways had it easier for sure because i've had a one-sided vision with a few hang-ups here and there that even when i was most discouraged at a job i was still outputting right but there's some people whose art process is so sensitive to having time that like if you work at a grocery store or a factory you're not going to have any freaking time to paint you know like in a studio <laughs> right or something like that and that's just like a tragedy to me that that's so sad to know that there's that desire and no time for it but right. for me i could pretty easily squeak in all of this stuff you yeah. know in between the cracks of work and life and sometimes it took it out of my marriage like as far as evening post work dinner time you know but you know just as a creative person too so we've kind of had a little bit of an understanding there but sometimes it's gone overboard for me as far as the work art yeah. personal balance and stuff but yeah yeah man um, um yeah were, were you finished with your thought i'm sorry it, it's so weird trying to talk to talking yeah. with people over over computers because you're constantly i feel like i'm constantly stepping on what you're about to say um but it's uh, there is a, there is that floating threshold where you, there's a delay and then you, you realize that they're starting to talk and you're like yeah, yeah. um <laughs> you know like it always it always comes sort of down to like what you see as, as success you know like what what is it that's success to you is is success being this you know on the cover rolling stone magazine and and listen how old I am. Oh, the cover, what, being on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine meant something. <laughs> That's how old I am. Um, but nah. but you know, like you know what I mean. Like the what is success to you? Is it is it this really overblown idea of what you know, of fame and fortune, or is it mm -hmm. being able to create and do what you want to do, living freely, and not being like pinned down to like office and and being able to pay your bills with what you created out of your own head you mm -hmm. know like to me that's success to me that's like ultimate success and and i've been yeah. fortunate enough to be able to do that for the last few years but you know i've, I've fucking been in the trenches son. <laughs> i've done I've, yeah but it, yeah. it's it's just uh, when did you was there ever a point in your life where you started where you stop questioning yourself and your decisions um, with art, like where you really trusted your instincts. Is there a moment in your life or is there a time that? Well, you it's gone up and it's gone up and down, man. I mean, Cause mm -hmm. like, uh, I think from the age 13 on, I knew art was going to be a thing for me. Like, and I wasn't sure whether I, it meant I'm going to just live off of art somehow. But also having the technical side of learning Flash and programming and all that, mm -hmm. which I still use now. I mean, it's funny, like, 
the technical side, like it's that's been kind of my personal fallback plan of just like, well, I know how to make, I know how to program a bit. I could probably get into that yeah. if I needed. Um, but I've had various points in my life where I've had to, I where I'd see a building, um, uh, sort of confrontation between. I can either just keep going this way or I'm going to like interrupt it and go somewhere else. And yeah. it's going to hurt maybe a little bit or it's going to cost me. Yeah. And um, the first thing was going choosing college because it was signing up for $100,000 plus <laughs> debt. And my parents didn't have money. Uh, for that and uh, my dad advised me not to do it <laughs> and my mom was like happy to co-sign my loan because she believed in me but Aww. was you know kind of nervous about it but of she course. believed in me and my dad believed in me too but he you know he's he's more blue collar yeah and um and he just he just it just seemed sort of unnecessary to him you know yeah of course and, and um so i had to go against my dad's wishes and and you know and you know i grew up in seattle and then i was i went to college in rhode island on yeah. the other side of the country and so it was also going away and saying goodbye to my world and um to my family for a while and but you know i met, I met my wife at art school <laughs> i got a great education i've had good jobs ever since and it just totally and when i paid off all my school debt uh, two years ago. Wow. So, I mean, I've, I've, I, it worked out very well for me, right. but it wasn't something I would recommend to every single person right. who has a, an, a dream in, in animation. Again, whatever, it works because, for Tom. <laughs> it works no, for Tom. It's weird, it, it's weird because like people go often like, Oh, what's your favorite animation? And what do you watch? And I'm like, you were talking about not really being into watching movies or TV mm. anymore. It's like, I never watch movies or TV anymore <laughs> and I don't watch animation. I'm not really into animation. Yeah. And I, I don't even really look at stuff that much. I'm mm. kind of a little bit ancestral artistically. Which ain't a bad thing. I mean, thing. that's a kind of a, that's kind of a strong word, but, um, yeah, but works. I, sometimes people are a little bit like, wait, so what design blogs do you look at? What, what, what kind of, <laughs> things do you look at to get your ideas i'm like they just come out of my head i don't know i read a book or i have a conversation yeah and then i get ideas you know and um i don't like i don't really lift ideas directly but i think i am subconsciously influenced by seeing things and um like mid midnight gospel was a recent oh thing God. that i i thought i was really fucking love duncan trussell strange and, dude um, duncan trussell i like being i like being hero. surprised yeah you know yeah 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 did you know that aaron does uh aaron does the music for duncan's podcast i i so i watched a little clip of uh your of the conversation oh, okay. i heard i heard him talk about that and i was pretty surprised by that yeah, that, yeah. that's really cool isn't that weird is it yeah. <laughs> it's just like a weird thing yeah. yes midnight gas yeah. what's up is uh, Ezo. i'm just calling you Ezo. Ezo. Hey, what's up Ezo j that's i Ezo yeah. J one two three yes midnight yeah. gospel. Well, Ezo e or his name's Jackson. He's been watching my stuff since like the year two thousand. Wow, he's, he's been on. So he followed you he's to been Twitch. Been watching my stuff forever. Did, did he follow you uh, on well, Twitch? He's, he's followed me 
everywhere. <laughs> he's like, uh, what's up? He's an OG. Because, um, you know, I was online uh, before uh, social media. And, right. I was noticing I mean, that. How old are you, Mike? I'm 30. Reina, 37 or 38? I... I was call- I think I'm 37 because last year I was calling myself 37 and oh. Raina kept saying you're 36 you- stop telling people you're 37 you're 36. Okay. Thank you Raina I'm 37. Uh that's funny. So you're you're the same same yes. era so I mean you remember before YouTube and oh, yes. it was just websites and yeah. new grounds and right. I don't know random websites that just had the content you wanted to watch yeah. or or, for- or uh, forums or um but yeah, Izo was uh, back on my website back when I was just constantly putting stuff on my site, and um, it was really fun, special days. But uh, that's amazing. Wild, the wild, wild, wild west of the of the internet. Right, um, right. Before, yeah. before you, before you could get deplatformed. <laughs> now, you, <laughs> yeah. now you say the wrong thing, and they'll take your shit away. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, when the internet was cool, yeah, it's still cool. It's just you know a little more restrictive, but that's all right. I liked how I liked how simple the building blocks were. Like you can make a, you could just like take a couple tutorials, open up a Notepad document, and mm. like write a web page. Wow. With like HTML, uh-huh. head, title, and then like the body, and you're like, this is my website. Hello world, <laughs> and then you put it online. You're like, I got a website. <laughs> It was so cool. <laughs> yeah, the um, the internet was amazing. Yeah. Um, but I, I gotta say, I like it. I like it better now because you can actually stream stuff on it. You remember when you're trying to stream, like even like getting a a, a picture is like doink. Yeah. AOL days, doink, doink. Yeah. Doink. So and I it's do, like super teeny stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like this thing yeah. that was like three kilobytes takes you all day yeah. to load the whole page tight uh <laughs> oh but oh but to continue the idea Please. we were talking about um going to college was a big like you know milestone for me like to uh kind of go against the odds or whatever mm-hmm. you would say but then surprisingly you know when i graduated school i kind of thought okay cool my career is gonna start now <laughs> and i got a job at a ad agency and it was you know honestly it was the best place i could have gone mm. at the time but it still wasn't a good fit for me. Like when I got there, I realized, oh, this is a little different than I thought it was going to be. And, you know, you're exiting school where it's very supportive mm-hmm. atmosphere. And then all of a sudden you're in this job obligation thing, you know, where you have to you basically get paid to do stuff you don't care about um, unless you can find a way to care about it. Mm-hmm. But there was often like. Like it was just like. The brief was like, we need more college students to drink our energy drink. <laughs> it's just like, I'm like, I don't know if I want college students to drink more energy drinks. <laughs> it's like, like, probably should stop. And, um, and I remember just, and then the, you know, 2008 hit with the economic downturn. Mm-hmm. But I mean, Obama getting elected was awesome. And like, I don't know, there was a lot of like a mix, mix up of stuff happening back then. And, and, um, but, uh, I, I just knew that I didn't want to, I wasn't an agency yeah. guy. And I remember we would, we would freelance people. We would hire like photographers or, or musicians freelance. And I remember like seeing those people communicating with them and be like, 
I want to be on that side. I want to be uh, yes. outside the walls of the agency. Yes, contractor, son. The only yeah. way to fly, baby. The only way yeah. to fly. I don't fuck around. No, I don't. I don't anymore. I don't fuck around with that anymore. I'm not gonna sign on with your company. Like, uh, the 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 um the company I'm working for right now is like a perfect relationship because I get to. I am contracted for one specific thing. Well, several things. It's it's a it's mm. a dot org, so it, it fucking nonprofits can be. You get asked a little more than you yeah. should sometimes, but that's fine because it's a good cause. Uh, I yeah. really enjoy it, but but you know, it's like I really enjoy at the end of the day being able to like call my boss, well, my boss, like just sort of joke around with them, maybe a little inappropriately, and then just cut out and like I gotta go. You deal with that. I gotta go or. Or just yeah. being able to say no, honestly, that yeah. that idea of 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 you're you have this person who is telling you this and that, and it's like, well, this is what I can give you. I'm not doing that because of this. You know what I mean? Like, because you can set your own parameters. Now you can't just tell the person who hires you to do things. No, I don't like that idea. Go fuck yourself. It's like <laughs> you got you got to work with it. But the idea is is that any time I can uh, I can just stop. I can just no. I'm not gonna. And and that's fine. And you're not gonna fire me. You might not pay me, but whatever. It's like yeah. I like that control. I like the idea that I'm just visiting and not staying. Totally, because you you have you have a autonomy over your future yeah. um, in a way that when you're in a job, you kind of look at entire years in different ways. Like you're just like, well, how many vacations can I take? Maybe one or two, if possible, but right. maybe none. Maybe I don't have any vacation days. Maybe, yeah. maybe you know, like I don't know. It's just yeah, um, all of that. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. It it felt very, and I I just there was such an agency dynamic, like as far as culturally, mm. the, and I just didn't vibe with it. And I remember the people around me seemed to really lean into it, and it was kind of casual actually, where the office was kind of more a place to hang out and, you know, you work a little bit, go get a coffee with people, lounge around a little bit, kind of shoot the shit, talk, hang out. And I was like a fierce worker <laughs> and it was weird. Cause I would want to leave at five, you know, when the day's over and I got like shit for it in my interview or uh, like when it came review time or whatever, mm -hmm. uh, review time, um, they would be like, you know, you're, you're, we, you're doing solid work. We really appreciate what you're doing, but we just kind of don't want you to be the guy that always leaves at five. Yeah. It always leaves at five. And I remember just being really offended by that because <laughs> I was like, Hey, you just told me I work really hard. Yeah. And then I want to get the, the F out of here. Right. Go home, have dinner, and then maybe do some more work of yeah. my own, you know? Yeah. And, um, and so there was always that tension cause they kind of wanted all of your mind at the agency. Yeah. Like they didn't, they couldn't enforce moonlighting, like anti moonlighting, like, um, but they were like, we don't really want you working hard at night on other jobs. We want you to come fresh with ideas here. And, um, yeah, we don't want <laughs> sounds you like a horror HR. Yeah. Story that's what I <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, it, it was a, you know, it was a young company and they were actually really great and I respect them. Um, and, but the, you know it was sort of disorganized because mm. they were small right. you know so when you have the small companies that you can kind of you get more leeway with people and things mm -hmm. that you do and sometimes it's really it can be really bad or really uh, inappropriate or whatever but right um but, 
but I, you know, I worked there for three years, which was a long time at that company, uh, because they they had a lot of turnover and, mm. but I ended up staying there for a while and no, but anyways, the quitting that job was a big deal. And, but then the next thing was doing full-time freelance in 2014. And that's been ever since I've, I've just been doing my own stuff at home. What did loving you- it? And, uh, and I'm actually doing less and less job work. <laughs> as of you know the last two years um, that's tight that's tight yeah. no i that's that's actually yeah. where my wife wants the, is trying to go too is like because she she teaches voice lessons and she she's a streamer as well shout out running a mistake um uh she uh actually Raina, will you shot yourself up <laughs> that's so weird to ask him so much. but no she wants to reduce her teaching schedule Gosh. oh thank you for the follow Ezo, Ezo. sorry for i forgot no <laughs> but but she but yeah reducing this because teaching especially during the pandemic was this wonderful uh it was great that she was able to have a job i lost all my work like we both played out together so we both lost our jobs but she was able to sort of lean into this teaching thing so but that's not what she wants to do now that she's a streamer she, all that's all she wants to do so that that's <laughs> sort of what we're working on is trying to figure out how we could get her more just on the stream than just in the teaching room um but mm-hmm. but you know like that that idea of like freelancing and contracting and and then the idea of shrinking that down to only you it's only me it's only i'm only doing me and and, and being uh-huh. able to successfully do that i mean obviously that's a, that's a and so you're you're nearing that it sounds like yeah uh i mean it's it's the most recent challenge is the fact that like, you know, Jess works full time still mm. and it's been a little offensive at times how much I've given myself to my, my little baby idea, you know? And, um, when she's working every day and it's, you know, it's an immense privilege for me to do that. And so it's been, there's been tension there and I've been a little oblivious to it at times and um defensive about it but like i appreciate that she i mean but she loves her job though Mm -hmm. too so it's this weird kind of she she does her job and her side gig and she loves both of them yeah and for me i just i just don't have that gig i love anymore i can't do that anymore but it isn't my intention to just not make money for the rest (laughs) of my life like i mean and i mean i am doing handle jobs i'm just i'm just making i'm just making i'm just making uh I'm making less money than I used to, uh, you know, probably about half right now. Um, and, um, and that's, you know, my thought is that as soon as I'm making more than Jess from streaming, then I'm going to, I don't know, buy something cool and be like, look, babe, told you. Look, look what I did. That's, but a- that's not the point. <laughs> I mean, that's not, it's not the point. I know uh, it's but not. It, but you know, and we're doing all right. Like, I mean, we we bought a house. Uh, oh, congratulations! Seven, seven years ago, so yeah. we bought before the market really went up. Yeah. And you know, I paid off school, so our expenses are actually pretty simple. Yeah. Um. Awesome. So I have the privilege of being able to actually ride our savings out long longer um, in this time, especially because with with the virus, we're not eating out. We're not going on vacation we're not doing any of the stuff that used to kind of eat up that extra income right you know Mm. um but uh he wants a one wheel (laughs) 
Of course I do. What's a one wheel? I love a one wheel. Maybe I'll get sponsored by one wheel and they'll give me one. What's a one wheel? It's like a, you know, it's like a, a wheel with a platform on it and you, you can, it's like a, you can snowboard around neighborhoods basically, but. Oh um, yeah, 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 I know what they're, they're like a yeah. hoverboard, but with one. Okay. Yeah, it's like a a, a gyro. Yeah, they're only they're only a thousand dollars. What? Come on, Jess, <laughs> they're only a grand. Come off. They're pretty. They're they're pretty expensive, <laughs> but they with... work really well, and they're actually kind of dangerous. You can go really fast with them. Um, I I but, won't. Uh, I just won't do that. Now when I fall and break, I stay broken forever. So I, I just I yeah. Don't, I don't do that anymore. <laughs> I don't do. That's it. true, man. <laughs> and speaking of breaking, I had a huge injury uh, in two thousand. Shoot, when was it? Two thousand six. I broke my body intensely. Oh Jesus! And that was a an, oh another thing to overcome in my life. Um, and um, what but, do and you it mind? Was very what, odd. I what happened? I, I, oh um actually if you um yeah i don't want google you if you google tom th tom thinks uh this is what happened to me uh shoot what was it uh um uh, uh or uh a type in accident here let me see if i can find it I'll, I'll give you the url um here uh i'm about to paste it into the combo here um I sent it in the Discord. Okay. Um, but uh, I had an accident with tarp, uh, a tarp. <laughs> uh huh. Because um, I in college I used to play this, uh, play with a tarp in the wind. It was the coolest thing ever. You could basically sail on the the ground uh, with. Um, oh my god! Wait a is. second! It's, wait uh, a second! It's on your YouTube, isn't it? Uh yeah. If you search for, you could probably find it by googling and stuff. But oh, um, you sent me a link. It's Jeez. a really old video of me and my friends getting I, pulled around I, in the wind with a blue tarp. That. I and, did see that. I did see that actually. Oh wait, I can't do it here. Hold on. I can't. I guess I could do it here. Okay, uh, we'll we'll bring Tom back in a second. We're gonna go and check out oh. this. Um, yes, I would like to go there, please. <laughs> this is what happened to me, February twelfth, two thousand six. Um, uh, I went tarping and a few friends oh. during a blizzard. Oh. Jesus, Tom, my yeah. God, a blizzard. So wait, I can remember everything except for landing. Several minutes. Okay, wait. I got really messed up. Yeah. Oh my God, and there's uh. pins in your your knees. Yeah. There's, there's arm stuff. Oh my God. Oh geez, I'm looking at these pictures, and your eyes are all bloody and shit. Look at you. Yeah, I got I. I broke some shit. <laughs> Dude! Uh, oh, and that's a screw that they yeah. put into your... Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. My, my knee my knee got pulverized, broken to like five pieces. Yeah, oh, that was my kneecap. Wait, so this that was in Rhode Island? It, yeah, it was when I was at college. Yeah, fucking um, kids. <laughs> fucking dumb kids. But, so I used to be such a daredevil, but now I'm not really a daredevil so anymore. Wait, the you, most, you, the, you, you lifted up across the street and then landed somewhere else like yeah I, I flew up about 20 feet and uh up 20 feet high and about 75 feet in distance it was like a big arc wow slam oh, here's, down here's was, the tar was, here's what he's talking about um, when um yeah it was it was a big deal it hurt uh it was it, a big it, deal it, it hurt <laughs> let's see if this works um I also said of the video of uh, of us tarping as kids. It's got music in it. You might want to mute yeah, it. Yeah, I um, muted. 
but um, this is just an example of what tarping is like. So um, I, I'm, I'm just gonna watch this. It's <laughs> oh my god. Holy it's, shit. It's, that's just we the just wind? get yanked around. But so this day it was 75 mile an hour gusts, and this is a 20 by 40 foot tarp. So I mean the the surface area to two little boys <laughs> is, is insane. Like it could lift, it probably could have lifted 500 pounds. Wow. Or 600 pounds, you know, like it was, it was a lot of tension. Um, and uh, it, it pulled me up in the air cause this is just pulling us on the side, you know, on sideways, but sometimes it can go up and, uh, yeah, I got, I got hammered pretty hard, um, by it. Um, but, <laughs> I survived and I'm okay. I just have a really messed up knee now, um, but everything else is fine. Um, yeah. Well, did you just drop something um, else in there? Snowboarding. Is... What's that? Did you just drop something else in there? Oh, uh, no. Oh, no. I, I just, okay, was, my bad. No. Snowboarding? No. Um, I didn't, um, I haven't, my knee still is pretty messed up from it. Um, yeah. But I can still like run and skateboard, but it just kind of hurts. Yeah. Little bit, you know it's like parasailing yeah. but rough ground instead yeah right we oh just, my gosh yeah we just need to take Land some it on icy concrete <laughs> we need to get some people to chase them with pillows so uh if he <laughs> yeah. ever falls the spill lands on somewhere soft yeah i, I agree. throw some pillow things <laughs> we'll just all hit him with pillows until he falls over under the pillows it's for your own good tom it's for your own yeah. good the so so we need to get some moon shoes <laughs> The man, I remember when I was a kid, there I saw this commercial where these kids were walking across the floor and then they started walking on the walls and then on the ceilings, and it was like real life mm -hmm. kids. I and like I really thought those were like shoes you could buy, like these anti gravity shoes, but that's how big of a dumb kid I was. It was like, I didn't, beauty of marketing, yeah, it was. And I begged my mom, and I'm sure she was like, get away from me, that doesn't that's not real. Um, yeah, <laughs> wind dragging, really wind dragging really wind wind dragging really yeah <laughs> so tom did then did that sort of um i mean you seemed like you were laid up for a little bit from that what what did you mm -hmm. do to sort of get because I mean, you seem like you're someone who can't sit still for very long so well uh, i mean i was you know in the hospital for a week yeah. and then when i got home i had a cane and a pass and stuff but the cool thing about breaking your elbow is that you can still use your hand and wrist and stuff. Uh, so I was actually um, was in the hospital for we got out and then just would do my work and go to class like normal. But I had to get rides sometimes from the school, you know, public safety or whatever. Um, so I actually never really skipped a a beat with work. <laughs> I mean, with with school. Man, being um, young was and, awesome. You know, I kept on. And I got to just kind of hang around my apartment at the time and, and have visitors a lot. Mm. And, and, and I was doing recordings, doing a lot of improvised, goofy music recordings at the time. Actually, with this keyboard I have here, um, Izo would recognize this keyboard from the very beginning. But hey. this goofy keyboard that I have um, has been a constant source of inspiration for me with my friends growing up. Uh, with all the pre-programmed stupid songs and accompaniments it has and you know yeah did you ever were you ever a wesley willis fan oh hell yeah that that's a uh, batman i i whooped batman's ass is that that's him right yeah yeah whooped 
Batman's ass. Yeah. Yeah. I loved Wesley Willis. I saw him. I saw him at this really shitty. Wait, you saw him? Yeah. Yeah. Back in the day. Oh my god. At this place called Frankie's on the east side. I didn't know who the fuck he was. All I knew he was. Someone brought me there because I think we were there to see a local band. <laughs> That's how stupid yeah. I was. And it was just this like homeless guy, like, you know, fucking not really rapping or singing. And he had his like, yeah. I think he had the tape deck with him. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, he, I was, he young was on and his, stupid and drunk. He was on his own yes. level. Like, I mean, and I mean, it isn't like normal music that you would like put on and groove to but he he was an entertainer and he enjoyed it and he he took he was very satisfying to him to make those songs and and i i really enjoyed because he never knew what was going to come out of his mouth and he was very creative and and it was just cool to to be you know inspired by such an unexpected place right this kind of homeless looking large black man that is just singing these ridiculous songs um (laughs) Right. Uh, he he there's a great documentary about him called uh wesley willis joyrides yeah that I think is I've like very that. good to watch i think i've seen that because he he, cause he um, does have like actual mental issue like he he's oh yeah he, he had schizophrenia yeah. and uh was on, constantly on medication and yeah. stuff i mean he was he was demons. mentally ill and and for whatever reason yeah. that locked in with people it's, it's so weird how your mental illness can lock in with people to the point of, 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 of fame. You know what I mean? It's just like, well, that. well, I mean, I think in his case, his music was his way of escaping exactly. the tortured side of it because right. he was able to actually not get taken over by some of the negativity in his mm-hmm. mind. But, um, there were times he still lost the battles at, at moments. Cause he would talk about hell rides. Mm-hmm. Hell rides were like when he would lose it and right. like, he would go crazy and like be sort of irate and, but then he would be on joyrides where, you know, it's like, yeah. he's, he's doing good. He's, and he, he had a lot of friends and he was actually not homeless and, and he actually had a lot of money. Like he, wow. he was, um, in the documentary I watched, he had like 10 to $20,000 on him in cash at any given time because <laughs> he was making so much money at shows and selling CDs mm. and doing so much, but he didn't know how to take care of himself. Right. He could not take care of himself. Right. But he had money, he, but he didn't know what to do with it. He would buy new keyboards, you know? Yeah. Uh, like, he, he would always upgrade to the new, you know, $1,200, $2,000 keyboard or something. And you know? and make a fucking um, silly song yeah. like, I whoop Batman's ass with yeah. it. It's like, I love that. I love those acts that are like that. Like, yeah. um, do you know, I, I know this might be a little bit too far, but uh, Gigi Allen, are you familiar with... Thank you, Tom. I appreciate Sorry. that. No, no, I got one too for you. Here so you go. So you're asking. I'm a scat man. Unfortunately, I can't hear. I it. know you can't. You, you, you can, have a nice. I can assume what it might sound like. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was the scat man. That's it. And then there's this. Panda. And then there's Panda, by designer. Um. <laughs> Wait a second, what were we just saying? Oh, you Gigi were Allen. Ask if I had heard of someone. Yeah, Gigi Oop. Allen. I don't know that name. So Gigi Allen is sort of uh, not the same. He was a very much a, um, you know, he, there's an awesome documentary about him made by uh, Todd Phillips, who is the guy who directed The Hangover and like old school. But he mm-hmm. did this like student film about Gigi Allen uh, when he was at NYU. 
And mm. he... Uh, so, Gigi Allen, for those who don't know Gigi Allen, he used to... He was a punk rock band. It, it was Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies. They were punk <laughs> rock, and it was him and his brother and, like, a drummer and I think maybe one more guy. But what Gigi Allen would do is he would get so fucked up on drugs and whatever that he would get violent. He would throw his feces at people. He would. The one time, the really interesting thing that they caught was Gigi Allen biting a microphone like this, like ah, and then taking the end of his hand and going, Gah! and he smashed out the front teeth, his front teeth. And he he would do interviews and he's like, uh, my body is a rock and roll temple. <laughs> I, I only I, I pray at the altar of rock and he's like he is that guy Whoa. with the broken teeth I mean he would eat wow. his own feces I mean he would be so into his music he would just like punch people like people started coming to the shows um, because it was just such a spectacle but but what was yeah. funny is is that he would start going and you'd see this big hole open up in the crowd and because no one wanted to get punched by Gigi Allen and so this dude I mean I think he ended up dying of AIDS like when he died he had like syphilis and gonorrhea and he had like like I mean he was just disgusting like he did time in prison for beating like punching a woman I'm not saying I glorify this man at all nah. but if you're interested in that sort of like on the fringe sort of entertainment that yeah. <laughs> um, well, well there's something fascinating in people that are so bold like yes. it's like what makes them that bold you know like mm. is it that they're actually insane or is it just uh <laughs> it might be you know, I, i'm like, pretty sure it's um, more of column yeah. a than column b but <laughs> and i mean there could be you know a whole trail of abuse that led up to that as far mm. as like how to have control and stuff like that but i don't know it's uh yeah i don't know if i could stomach that kind of intensity no me neither um, in all yeah. honesty even in my wildest days like i don't want to get like punched by gg allen or, or get his shit on my face you know i, I can't imagine anything yeah. worse than getting a, a grown man's Ugh. shit like thrown into your yeah. face when you're just trying to enjoy a show yeah i think the most edgy gross thing i do on my streams is burping liberally you know <laughs> well and then they and then they give you That's scores kinda... which is very nice that they score your uh your yeah. burps the six out of ten yeah. was the last one by the way which isn't bad not great not your yeah. best but not bad <laughs> um so what i you know we're, we're wrapping up here i know we've been going for a while here but um i was just curious on like did anything really change for you when this pandemic came when when the pandemic came did i mean I don't know. I mean, to me, uh, an artist can just be freelance, especially you, like a visual artist or an animator. You know, you you can do that from your house and the, you just never ends for you. So in my mm -hmm. head, like you just everything was in normal and, and you just, you know, had to deal with the pandemics. But but uh, mm -hmm. what what actually happened? I'm just curious. Well, was there a shift? Was well, there? I mean, I was ramping up on doing Cartoon Mess Live more uh, in the start of the year. And then um, Wait a you did that I was live trying too, right? to switch over to it and build and uh, presence on Twitch and everything. Mm. Um, but when the. What's oh, the live shows. Yeah, I did live shows like with the audience and stuff. I did maybe four mm -hmm. performances or maybe five before the pandemic happened but um, was that in co were you co those are really cool 
Yeah, Sorry. I no no no, it's totally cool. Fucking technology. Um, the no, I I thought it was really awesome that you did that in front of a crowd. Like, because I saw a picture from or, or a video from uh, January mm. of this year, I think, and um, mm. you, I think it was at some hotel, and I was like, this is awesome. Mm. Like, this is totally like this could totally be a live show and shit. So so were you doing that and coinciding with Twitch, or was it did it start as a live show and then move to Twitch? Oh yeah, well um it started well the the very first instance of doing this was I would make puppets with flash back even in college I remember we'd sit around the dorm room and I'd make a screen you know kind of like with I mean just with with this where hi I'm Mike 3 la 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 <laughs> you know we would um I would make a setup where it had each of us would have a puppet we'd all sit at the keyboard with a finger on each button mm. and could make we could have a puppet show together and I thought it was kind of funny <laughs> nice. but then in 2015 some friends of mine were working on an app called Hype uh-huh. um and it was kind of just off the tail end of Vine Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if you used Vine at all. I was pretty, I was pretty into Vine back then. But they were awesome, um, though. I love Vine. But um, one of the creators, um, one of the creators of Vine, um, Russ, uh, started this company to make hype. And I was kind of knew some of the people working on it, and they gave me beta access, so we got to play with this new app. It was actually an iOS app oh, nice. on a, a phone where you could do your own live streams and it was actually pretty ahead of its time. Wow. You could make, you could, you know, have your video feed be in like different kinds of wrappers and you can move it around while it's streaming and you could have questions pop up from the chat and you could, <laughs> there, it was like Twitch, honestly, but it was kind of early, really, influ- really impressive stuff. And they, they kind of thought that people could use it to make their own game shows oh. for their communities. Oh, and it was a good idea, except that making a game show is hard. <laughs> like it's, it's like no, most people aren't just gonna whip together a compelling show <laughs> live stream thing, you know. So, but but that's where I started doing this stuff because I would make characters uh, such as this, and I would actually at the time I had to set up my phone on a little thingy like right here and film my screen oh. because you couldn't connect a monitor to the app so i had to film my screen but then i would make these characters talk to people and then people would freak out on it (laughs) so then there was that but then in 2018 i learned about twitch got on twitch started doing shows for no one um (laughs) i mean dude it took me so long to get a community like because i've been on twitch for yeah, two and a half years or so. And, wow. Um, and I would do shows for one person, no per- people. <laughs> it would be you and Ezo. For like an hour. No one. <laughs> yeah. you, know. you and Ezo. Or, or hanging Ezo out. Yeah, yeah. Ezo, Ezo was there um, sometimes. And like it, it was small. And it took me forever to even get affiliate. Wow. Um, because when you stream, you get to tap into the other people who are doing your j- genre, right? You know? And there wasn't really anyone doing like when I would do this stuff two years ago, people would just not even watch it because they would think it was a video. Yeah. And I wouldn't even get enough time to like make the character talk to them, you know, before they would leave or something. <laughs> like, I'm out of here. Um, 
and um <laughs> yeah we're still going still Adam. going baby um, still here but uh and but but uh it took i would say it was like five viewers or less for like a year and a half or so wow. and it was discouraging and i would do it for a few weeks and then not do it for like a month mm. and then get back on the horse and do it again and and i made a couple like episode one episode two episode three things where i had live guests in studio with me but those were too much prep it was too hard to keep doing it so then i just started not numbering them and kind of um uh but yeah so i can't remember what the question was but oh um, it's totally fine my question for a couple years well my question was because i sidetracked you by the way because i was bringing up cartoon mess i god i'm sorry if i'm getting that wrong but i was bringing that up and that you used to do that in in real life you'd take that into live settings and then so i asked if you that coincide with twitch which it sounded like it did and then well uh, it uh twitch was first and 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 then um the live show came out because um my friends were putting together a variety comedy show oh cool uh and they invited me to participate and you know it's just like there's tons of problems with live streaming in general man doing a live show with working with a sound person and doing this yeah. is so much more hard. Like it's so much harder. Like well, yeah, because again, you're incredible. working outside your comfort zone. How many right? problems would happen? Right, right. I mm. mean, you had to work with somebody. You had to, it was a collaboration, right? So you had to sort of outside your comfort zone there, right? Yeah, and like, and then all of a sudden, the getting a response, it's almost like a stand-up comedy situation mm. where you're trying to get laughs. And then if you make a joke and no one laughs, it kind of starts to mess with your focus a little bit. You're like, oh, that was the joke. That one didn't land. (laughs) It's like, then I'm kind of like, huh, what else am I going to do here? Uh, What else should I do here? Hmm?" Yeah. How can I entertain thee? Uh, My, my low, the littlest, um, the, my, my, my experience with, with stand up consists of my dad's funeral and my fucking, oh. my, uh, my experience with, uh, improv, which is completely different. But that silence, that deafening silence. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make your face look like that. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sorry to hear your dad died. Oh, well, it happens. People go, people come and go. Yeah. It's earth. It happens like that. Uh, but, it, it, but yeah, I, I mean, you can imagine at a funeral, me trying out jokes is not the right place. It, you know what's funny? It made my, like, super, like, right-wing, uptight, conservative preacher uncle laugh. And that was good enough for me. <laughs> That was he was the, him and my my asshole cousin who doesn't care. It was them two. They got my back. But like when you're on stage and there's silence when there was supposed to be laughter, it's just like, Ugh. yeah. Well, at a funeral, there's a lot of people like not sure whether it's cool. Yeah, to laugh. Not. You know, they're like, they're like, is it cool? Can we laugh? Is it okay? Am I gonna look like a calloused asshole? Which is, I mean, it could have looked like that, but you know. Then I played a, a real cooking version of Tears in Heaven, and and then the whole crowd went crying. They didn't go wild; they went sad. Um, mm. well, yeah. <laughs> that's what happens at funerals. <sighs> what, uh, yeah. Wow, I'm really trying to gain followers at the moment, just doing my silly music stuff. Kind of disheartening that it takes so long, even with the massive talent you guys have oh well i appreciate that adam yeah thanks adam 
Uh, well, it's it's uh, it really is. You just have. To, I think it's mostly consistency because once you found some sort of consistency and you start seeing, probably you start growing from there, right? Once you were really solid to the schedule. Well, I mean, I'd say the biggest growth started happening when I started getting involved in the community. Oh, okay. Uh, really, because you have to make connections exactly. with people. Oh, Adam, and thank you so much for that I, sub, I mean, buddy. You, yeah. <laughs> Appreciate it, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, yeah, it's because you know I kind of I have I have monk tendencies of like walling myself off from influences and just like devoting myself to a thing and ignoring everybody, um, which is great for consistency and for chipping away at us an idea, but it can hold you back in the long run if you're unwilling to engage with communities um like because people are what makes art worth doing the art being seen and and seeing other people's art and and kind of mixing it all up together and being inspired by other streamers yeah it's adam it's okay if you're bad at networking i kind of am too it takes some effort and I started with just, you know, perusing the discover or sections and dropping in on streams and seeing if there was anything I was inspired by. And, you know, honestly, there's a lot of stuff I am not inspired by. And I'm <laughs> I'm I'm not I, Twitch is actually kind of, you know, it's like a needle in a haystack sometimes for me um, feel, where. Feel. But, you know, when you find someone yes. that you're inspired by, then it's like, oh. It's like, this is great, you know? Yeah. So then I follow them and then maybe subscribe or subscribe for time or something and or give bits or, and, and just start a dialogue and then people check your stuff out and then it kind of creates little little sub-communities. And, and that's when things started moving for me, honestly. And I'm not, I don't have overwhelming success, but I am doing success to the point where I feel like I have a good audience and it's really fun and it, there's always people there yeah. and it's it's that's when that's like the win for me is there are people watching my shows and i'm not just like sitting around waiting for people to show up you know what i mean yeah, yeah people are uh, waiting for you to show up now which is yeah. which is beautiful man <laughs> no i mean it, yeah. it is a beautiful thing like especially when you work at something for so long and, and you start seeing the fruits of your labor um mm -hmm. I, I don't know are you familiar with the fantastic plastics at all um, their uh, I, I have dropped in on their sh their stream once. Yeah, I they so play can... music and they have a some colorful, cool right? So like they stuff. they yeah. did that in in IRL, right? Like they did that for years in real life, and they lived in Brooklyn, and they they paid mm -hmm. the rent, and they did all the moving and all the grinding and all the networking and all the shit. You know, just to end up back in the Midwest and, you know, like when you talk to Tyson about it, you could definitely hear this like, uh, you know, there was a defeat there because they had to give mm -hmm. up this. Because part of the idea of moving from the Midwest to like out to somewhere cool like New York City or the West Coast or whatever and being from this small town is that that uh, that gravitas, that bravado you get to come home with every time you come home. It's like, have fun, losers. I'm going to catch a plane back to the West Coast where it's warm right now. Yeah. Uh, you know, so there, there's definitely this ego that you have to contend with, especially to have mm -hmm. to move back and for them to sort of take this weird little show and find a home on on Twitch. 
you know, like it, it's it's such a, such a really it's a, it's really inspiring, man. It's so cool because it's like you don't you didn't find it in the real world, not you, but they didn't find it what they were looking for in the real world. But it mm-hmm. took them to just stay home and do it on the internet to find their people, yeah. and now they're fucking killing it. I mean, you're are you? Well, a, oh, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say like them moving to New York and not really striking it big there. It's not, I mean, it's a failure in the sense of they were hoping they would get a bigger response, but physically going to a new place and suffering through establishing yourself like that inevitably contributes to what they're doing now, even though they're in this Midwest, not cool place or whatever. (laughs) Um, They've got that soul work of having taken that risk yeah, and they get to carry that with them into every stream, and I think that that does make a difference. Because if Absolutely. they had just never taken any risks, mm-hmm. their stream would probably look different, and yes. it would feel different. You know, right? Yeah, and, I, yeah. I, I think it's all about risk. Like to do this business, it's a risk. Like you're not guaranteed a place, you're not guaranteed your mm-hmm. next job, you're not guaranteed a fucking, you know, income. It's it's you are constantly yeah. grinding, you are constantly hustling. And, and eventually it kind of starts working itself out. But then all of a sudden the pandemic hits and then you don't have any work anymore. And then you're fucked. <laughs> and then you start over, right? And But that's what's so beautiful about it is you get to start over and you get to try new things. Go ahead. Oh, and you had, asked, you had asked how the pandemic affected and yes. I didn't really get to that. No, but yeah, let's do what, it. What, what ended up happening was um, I when the lockdown happened, when they were like, everybody stay home, you know, in March or whatever. Right. Um, I was like, well, I, well, shoot, I'm just going to stream every day, you know? And to me, cause I was like, and there were these jobs nipping at my heels. And I thought, man, like, cause you know, I don't know about you, but when the shutdown happened, there was this kind of like, wow, lots of people are going to die. Yeah. Am I going to know people that die? Yeah. Am I going to die? What if I was working my ass off on a job and then died? Like that would be so discouraging to me, but I'm like, if I worked my ass off on my show and then I died, that would be a little bit better, <laughs> you know, because like, I didn't spend my last days trying to make a, a brand video for some right. like, thing I don't care about or something like that. Um, and so I had this like wholehearted devotion to throwing myself into it, even if I knew it wasn't sustainable to stream every single day mm. forever. But I thought, well, this will help me grow. And it did. It really did. And I saw a response within weeks and France started like the country of France, the (laughs) French streamers just kept flowing in and they were just loving everything I was doing. And they were huge, huge. um, uh, They were promoting what I was doing to each other. And they're a huge part of my community actually is the French uh, streaming audience. Um, That's interesting. France. um, Oh, my friend uh, Drew's in the chat too. And when you have to have, to move home from living somewhere cool it's so easy to see that as a failure yeah um i drew uh, no. hey drew yeah no i i when i moved back to ohio the way i died was so discouraging <laughs> uh yeah i don't want to die no. that's why i'm staying home can i refund my death god i died badly i want a new death <laughs> please lord uh, so, so yeah, I just felt very urgent and devoted and, um, but then, you know, work kind of caught up with me after a little while and, you know, in May, June work kind of, and then I'm back in like 
working pretty diligently on it. But once in a while something happens or something personal happens in my life, you know, and then I have to kind of slow down and get distracted, but then I get back on it again. And so I'm working towards 100% streaming, but it's, it might be a little while before I can really fully throw myself and do it confidently with as far as from a monetary right. perspective. Right. Yeah, no, um, totally, man. Like it, it's, uh... Uh, I'm still kind of splitting my days doing freelance work here and there and stuff. How much time does it take you to prepare for a show? Just the, if you're just going to do like a duck or a borb show. I know you do. It's improvised. You know, it actually, it, it actually doesn't take a lot of prep if I'm not doing anything hugely different. Like, like if if I'm just gonna do an episode of Borb and there's like five submissions, I just have to like jump into my files like maybe 20 minutes before mm. and uh, put the photos in. Maybe draw a new Borb hat because he always has something come down on his head and that actually probably takes the most work is trying to think of like, well, what would be a funny thing that comes on his head? But sometimes like he's had like a bird nest come on his head and then there's birds that like tweet and they're controllable. And you know, like that, that's more like a two hour before streaming, uh. <laughs> you know, prep thing. But if it's just photos and drawing like a banana or something that comes onto his head, then, you know, it's, it's something I could do about 20 minutes before I go live. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's nimble in that sense. Um, but, you know, there are days where I'll spend an entire day rewriting the code for how the chat chip thing and interacts with the shows or yeah. the well wishing, wishing well. I don't know if you've seen that show. I don't do it very often, but um, mm -hmm. I integrated all this code and it took all day to, to kind of to make it work. So there are those days where I'll do an entire day of work without anything really strong to show but then there are some days where i do a couple hours right before a stream and then i got this new feature that blows it open again for yeah. me and makes it exciting and new and um uh like just the other day with borb i realized that his his uh canvas mask i thought well why don't i animate that so that the mask can expand beyond the canvas and then all of a sudden like now i have this thing where he can he, he says, art, come out of the canvas. And then it, the mask grows. So the art marks that went beyond the canvas, like Whoa. just kind of flow out all of a sudden. And it's really trippy. Whoa. And then you can like make it go back. And that, like, that's like a new feature. And it was just this thing I made up like five minutes before I went on live once. I'm like, wait, could I, could I do that? I'm like, yeah, totally can. You know? Wow. Um, I love those. But, I love those, those, those yeah. ideas that so, come out of. Yeah come out of things like it's like those ideas that come out that are so blatant and in front of you are like how did i not think of that earlier like i should this is this could have been happening do you puppet the mouse manually or is that automatically done by a program it's manual lama laura manual lama laura so as you can see i'm i'm pressing buttons mm. and it's uh like La 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 la, lu 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 lu, mm, mm, ah. And I've got eyes, like wide, closed, uh, furrowed, uh, eyebrow up. Um, oh, and he's dancing here on the And I can even change his posture. I've got some other things, um, stuff like this. He's got a, he's got a puppet. <laughs> Hello, I'm Saki the puppet. 
Hello, Saki. How are we today? We are fine. <laughs> um, uh, can't talk. I'm on a podcast. Um, Duck, will you no. not take calls while we're trying to have a podcast, bro? Sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm sorry, Mike. You know what, Duck? I mean, yeah. I, I, I can't be mad at you, baby. Oh, Mike Don't three. be mad. <laughs> don't be mad, Duck. Don't, don't be mad. <laughs> it was just raining tacos. How could you be bad? Uh, must have taken a lot of practice to make it so natural. Um, oh, yeah. They're, they're, I've been playing with this stuff for years, so it's definitely become... It lives in my hands, man. Mm -hmm. or it, it totally does. It's just, yeah. Yeah, I, mm. I, I can imagine that. Um, I mean, you do it for so many hours, so many days. It's just, it's part of who you are. I love how the duck's beak still moves a little bit during the puppet mouth. Yes. Yeah, there's a lot of little things I've, uh, you know, there's stuff on auto, like his eyes are always moving. Mm -hmm. And um, he's, uh, his his mouth even, you know, when he's just sitting for a while, his mouth will close or mm -hmm. I think it does that. I don't know. Maybe his mouth is not. Anyways. Um yeah, I I like trying to make this stuff as nimble as possible so that the least amount of input creates the biggest like benefit. Um, as far as like with Borb, Borb is so dynamic. I can't believe I never would have would have imagined how satisfying it could be to do Borb because he's actually physically producing a work of art, but he's also a present live character. It's just amazing to me that I, I, I never would have. It was just piece by piece. I it first started with, you know, can I make a character that has a dynamic arm that stretches to follow the the cursor, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, and, and that was the first part. And then it was, can I make him talk and do that all at the same time? And I'm like, I think I can. <laughs> um, oh, I love that, man. I love that so much. That is so cool. Do you do you know of anybody else that's sort of doing what you're doing, or I mean, uh, no, on but, Twitch well, or? not not in the same way. But right, I do right. know some people that are doing things that are live animation, like uh, I, I am Castlehead, like I am Castlehead. Um, he uses some sort of uh, face rig technology. Mm. which is an automatic way of making the mouth follow his mouth. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it might be Adobe Character Animator. I'm not oh, cool. sure. Um, Adobe, Character An Adobe Character Animator is like a, a one-stop shop for making like motion tracking um, animated things. I've played around with it, but I, it was ultimately not really sharp enough for my liking. Mm. Um, it's not really accurate enough. You get a lot of mouth noise with it, like... Like if I'm like talking like this, it'll show like all sorts of random mouths and yeah. it just feels like it's inaccurate to me. But with, you know, what I do, I have complete control. It doesn't matter because I'm puppeting it. So nothing, there's never anything happening that I don't want it to happen unless I make a mistake or whatever. Right. Um, but uh, Cardboard Cowboy has a, a, a whole illustrated and animated world um, that I'm, that's, similar but actually more in depth i'd say because he has a whole storyline and different characters that um but i'd say that the character animated features are less intricate with his world but the world is more intricate mm. and so there's these different um uh ways that other people are kind of doing something but we're all doing it in different ways and um 
I'd say the closest example of live animation is probably I am Castlehead because his is the cleanest and he's put the most into making different scenes and and kind of tying them all together and it's pretty impressive uh, how seamless it is because mm. um, he, he's he doesn't really break character he's always the character and the character's always in the world and it's always that's all there is uh-huh. you don't see him outside of that right and right mine's kind of different because I'm like always kind of bouncing back right. and forth. And, but yeah, but it's also kind of funny because you can be, you can insert yourself into the world as well a little bit as mm-hmm. well, which I've seen you sort of stick your face in there and it's sort of oh yeah, yeah. Thing, which I, uh, I which I love as well that 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 little detail that uh, you threw in there. There it is. Look at Tom. Hey Doc, do you like this? Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Good. Good. <laughs> uh, I love seeing new people's reactions to the stream because it's the same reaction I had. Totally mind blowing. Yeah, absolutely. I remember because yeah. Aaron, Aaron's one of those people, one of those streamers who I immediately became like enthralled with because when mm-hmm. you watch him work, you're just like, what the fuck? You know, like you're just yeah. like, what? You know, like it, it's beautiful, it's and like- it, and you get that same reaction. He's just like bouncing around. Yes, yes. He's, he's in it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's very much in that moment. And I, I always love that. I always love that uh, in the moment type stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah. He, uh, that was, I, I love that idea of just just going and being able to free flow. Tom, I appreciate mm-hmm. you coming on the show. Do you have time to play a quick game? Uh. I guess so. How do we play it? <laughs> well, it's called How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist? It's a uh, Okay. It, it's just basically I'm going to share my screen with you and we're going to guess on the price of uh of items on Craigslist. And okay. uh, what we're doing is we're going to be playing for patches from our sponsor, modedstudios.com. Go to modedstudios.com to find all your favorite Wu-Tang patches. <laughs> We have this thing, whatever that S thing is called from. Oh, thank you, whoever. Thank you. Did someone follow? Did, uh, was, uh, they redeemed claps. Oh, you redeemed claps. Okay, thank you. Oh, Raina did. Thank you, Raina, for the clap. Thank, thank, thank you, Tom, for telling me what's going on in my own stream. <laughs> so we're going to be playing for these patches. Uh, Modedstudios.com. They do. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, When Nature Calls. And uh, so we're going to be playing for these. We're going to play only a couple because I've kept Tom here for so long. And I'm sure that he has to use a bathroom because I know I do. <laughs> no, actually, I'm, I'm good. I actually need water more than going. Do you want to get water while I get this set up? Maybe. Sure. I'll yeah. be right back. All right. Tom's going to be right back, everybody. So the name of the game is How Much Does It Cost on Craigslist? Brought to you by Modestudios.com. Uh, so, again, the quick answer or the how do you play? The answer is, it's like the price is right, but you can go over. So we're just guessing on how much you think it costs on Craigslist. Very easy. We'll start with Tom, and then you guys can drop your uh, your bids in the chat. So here we go. First item up for bid. Turn the music down just a little bit here. Jack Nicholson. Wow. What is up? Oh, my God. Hold on. Why can't I see the whole thing? That makes me upset. Uh, so this is a Jack Nicholson uh, sculpture from Pompano Beach. Jack Nicholson sculpture from Uruguayan Green artist Javier 
Abdallah. I think it's how sick. big is it? That's what I was gonna because it's supposed to have the stuff in it. Yeah, here it is. Hold on, guys. I'm reading it. Oh no. So Javier, uh, 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 it is. 64 by 82 by 17 inches. Mixed media, metal, and recycled material. So how much do you think this garbage art is? Just kidding, oh everybody. Gosh. Just kidding. It's a joke. It's a bad joke. It's a rude joke. Okay. Um, so wow. we're, we're going to start it's the bid big. with Tom. So Tom, how much do you think this cost on I'm Craigslist? myself in... Um, let me think about this. Um, so, is the person that's selling it is they're not the the artist, right? I don't. I don't think so. I don't think they're the artist. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, how about asking price eight hundred dollars? Eight hundred dollars. The artist says eight hundred. Saucy. <laughs> Clavio. Clavio says $10. Saucy says $71,000. All right, guys, drop your bids. If you want to win these tight ass patches, you got to bid. You got to play to win, baby. You got to play to win. <laughs> drop your 20, 250 euros. Ooh, I like it, Adam. Thank you for that. Oh, I like it. So Adam says 250 euros, which is what, like $20,000 in U.S. currency? Um, Raina says 1200 Port Port says 2000 Mighty Mighty says 5000 Llama Laura, 145 Nimoli, how you doing? Uh, over 9000 for sure, he says. $400 dues for Senior Pancake and Wallace says three, $347.85. Wow, these numbers are everywhere. I love it. Um, anybody else wants to drop their bids in? Go ahead. I'll give you a couple more seconds here before we do the big unveiling. Oh, and I forgot, everybody. I added a new, uh, I added a new alert. So let's see if this works. Okay, I think that's everybody who wanted to guess. So, so the new alert is go drum let's see if it works here we go and the Ooh. price on craigslist is nineteen thousand. oh my god you can't see the price over the stupid thing oh you can't even see the price i thought i had it all pretty for you guys no no oh my god <laughs> okay it says nineteen thousand dollars hold on this is ridiculous wow 19,000 That's right. 19,000. $19,990. That's right, uh, folks. We have another psychopath on our hands. Woo! Okay, that wow. was supposed to be more um, enticing. That was stupid. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so, um $19,990. So, who won that? Over 9,000 looks like it won 71,000. I'm going to say that 9,000 is the closest that we got, right? I think so. I, yeah. I I accidentally left off a zero. Oh, oh, that's okay. Well, we're going to play another one, okay? We're going to play another one. So don't feel too bad. I got you, Port. Uh, okay, so Namoli. Namoli wins. Hey, congratulations. 
Namoli, if you want to, either you can jump in the Discord uh, and you can message me there or you can whisper me. Yes, his power level was too strong. I agree. Much too strong. Um, the Yeah, so if you want to jump in the Discord and just uh, direct message me your mailing address, I will send that out tomorrow. Um, and I will ship it anywhere in the world, folks. So anywhere in the country or anywhere in the, I was going to say in the continental world, but that doesn't make sense. Wow. Look at me go here, folks. Look at me go. Okay, next. Uh, so I think I ruined it. So I think I'm going to skip over to the other one. So we're doing art again, folks, because we got an artist. So um, let me see if this actually goes up. So this is a very old painting. That's how they're selling this. Oh, thank you so much for the biddies. I appreciate it, Namoli. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. Uh, like how it just says very old painting. Yeah, exactly. Old, like old, this, old. <laughs> this frame alone worth thousands. <laughs> yes. So keep that in mind, folks. Uh, very old painting, frame alone worth thousands. Open to trades. Let me know. So I don't know what part of the country this is. I think this might be near Seattle because I did get one huh. from Seattle, I, I think, but it don't matter. Anyways, so Tom, we'll start with you. How much uh, does this item cost? Well, shoot. If they said the frame alone is worth thousands, <laughs> the, the whole thing's got to be worth thousands. <laughs> Thank you for unless the follow. Unless they're like, hey, it's a screaming deal. <laughs> um, screaming deal. Man, that's hard. Uh, let's say, um, let's say two grand. All right, Tom says $2,000. What do you guys have to say? Drop your bids in the chat. Let us know what you think. And I got this for you guys. I'm a scat man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Saucy goes 4000 Okay. Wallace says 3000 Oh, you guys are getting a little ballsier, huh? You guys throwing out a little bit bigger numbers, huh? Uh, so Adam Flair says thirty thousand. I'm just gonna say he put dollar sign in front of it, but I'm just gonna say thirty thousand euros because that sounds fancier. Um, oh, mighty mighty ten G's. Thank you. Oh, senior pancake, two dollars and fifty one cents. How dare you, sir? How dare you? How dare you price this? hotel art at two dollars and fifty one cents did you read the, the 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 description it says it's very old painting what is going on? oh i still hear music i'm like what is going on all right guys drop your bids i'm gonna give you guys a couple more seconds here here i'll give you more scat man the frame alone bro I don't think it is Price is Right rules because you said you can go over and still get the closest, right? Exactly. It, it is. It, it's. I, I just say it's like the Price is Right because it's just like you bid on it. So it, it's not really like the Price is Right at all other than you're guessing on how much the face value of this piece of crap painting costs. So, all right. It looks like we got our bids. All right. All right, guys. Are you ready to see yes. how much it costs? Oh, Craigslist. <laughs> Please. Tell me. Okay. Please. 
All right, I'm going to do the command because I'm just tickled about yeah, it. Yeah, dude. Hold on. It's great. I'm, I'm, a little drum roll. Are you guys ready? Actual retail price on Craigslist. Hey, thirty-five hundred bucks. The stupid thing covers the price. Wow. Oh my God. It, uh, thirty-five hundred people. Oh. And so, so Llama Laura got it, huh? Llama Laura. Let me see. Is Llama 3, Laura. Thirty-two. That is right. Llama Laura. Hey, Llama Laura. Yep. Yep. I think you're right, Tom. I think you're right. The winner is wow. yes. The wiener. Are you the winner? My bad. I didn't mean to call I, you a wiener. I dated a girl from Maple Valley once. Oh, this is the one. This is the one that's yeah. Uh, from. Yeah. So this is from yeah. Seattle. Okay. Also, yeah. Maple Valley. The winner is me. Yeah. <laughs> Did you guys know that uh, the the your your pit right here is called the vagina? This part right here. What? This is called the vagina, and then this is called the weenus. I'm not making this up. You guys can definitely look that up. But my son thinks it's the funniest shit in the world. He's just like, <laughs> unhand my vagina. <laughs> Your stream is still running. We just paused. Oh, I see. Ah. Okay, I'm trying to bring Tom back here. Did I bring you back, Tom? No, I didn't. I... Oh, my God. Why did I do that? Okay. You're back. All right, Tom. Um, thank you so much for coming on. W yeah, weenus. Exactly. We got our win. Oh, no. God, I'm just failing today. That's okay, because I'm failing upward. No, that's it. We all, we all get these technical blips. I know. You know I know, Senior happens. Pancakes. I didn't want to show what was happening behind the scene here, but you know. You know what goes. Tom, thank you so much. Um, how can people get a hold of you? How can people hire you for commission? How can people reach out and say hi? Um... Uh, I mean, I, I have an email, but that's not cool. No, um, I mean, your Instagram. I mean, How about that? What's your Instagram? My email. <laughs> email me. No. Yeah. No, Here's um, my phone number and uh, address. Uh, yeah, I have a Instagram, Instagram, Instagram.com slash Tom thinks is a good place to message me if you want to talk or, or about a, a thing. I've got so many social media accounts because of all of the characters that I have on Cartoon Mess Live. But yeah, check out my work on my site, TomThinks.com or um, that works too. Um, and or check out my streams. If if someone in here doesn't know my streams, check out twitch.tv slash TomThinks. And yeah, um, that's kind of the best, the most active channels I have right now um, are those. Oh, um, thank you, Lama Laura, for the follow. <laughs> Why aren't we buying that very old oil painting? <laughs> <laughs> do you guys do you guys want to throw in on a $3,500 hotel art? <laughs> you guys down? Y'all want to y'all want to go in <laughs> on it? <laughs> Let's just buy it. <laughs> Let's just get it. Let's just do it. Okay, Lama Laura and uh, Adam, right? Adam, who who else won? Was it Adam? Lama Laura, who who else won, guys? I'm so sorry, I forgot. I forgot too. Oh my gosh. He said something. They said something. Um, oh, was it Namoli? Oh, it wasn't. It was Namoli. Okay. Namoli. <clears throat> Namoli and Lama Laura. 
Um, I put my Discord in there. So if you guys want to jump in the Discord and send me your address or feel free to whisper me if you don't want to jump in there, that's totally cool. Uh, but whisper me your address and I will send these out. And then I have uh, Wu-Tang Clan San Francisco, Wu-Tang Clan First Responder. I have uh, 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 Ace Ventura Pet Detective. And I have this little 90s thing that, uh, and that's is all from our sponsor, ModedStudios.com. Tom, dude, I really do appreciate it. This has been a real joy. It's been so fun to just sort of talk over process. I love talking process and shit with yeah. fucking artists and, and musicians. So this was very, uh, this very joyful for me. So thank you so much. And, oh, good. Uh, and I'm sure. It was great meeting you, Mike. Oh, duh. Great meeting you. Hey, Doug. I love you, too. Aw, you do. You're beautiful, Doug. You're gorgeous. Hey, Oh, Mike, Mike number one. Hey. Nice meeting you, too. Hey. Mike. What's up? Hey, West Coast, <laughs> baby. West Coast. We're doing it. Hey. <laughs> All right, Tom. I appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much. You have a wonderful afternoon. Yeah. Thanks for having me. All right, man. Peace. Oh, well, wasn't that fantastic, everybody? I thought that was just so fun. Yes, and the crowd goes wild. Oops. Tom thinks everybody... Go out there and give them a follow on Facebook, on Instagram, on Twitch, on Twitter. I'm putting all the links in the show notes. So go and, and click away. Also, go give our friend Adam Flair a quick follow and a like and a download of his latest single, SEP, which we listened to at the top of the show. Um... Yeah, uh, I, I I hope you guys enjoyed Tom. I honestly I, I feel like Tom is just um, just on another level artist and um, just his oh my god he's just so funny like that you know I'm standing here thinking and at the beginning of the show I kind of did this quick description of Tom and I forgot like the most important part I mean well one of the most important parts to me of his whole. Uh, uh, his whole uh, his whole act his whole his whole um, art artistry especially when it comes to cartoon mess live uh, and his live streams his art streams uh, is that he's fucking hilarious he is so fucking funny and in such a in just such a great wholesome way you know and just such a like aw shucks mister kind of way like I don't know how to say it like it's just the I love it. So, Tom, Tom, you're fucking funny, um, and um, obviously he knows he's a talented guy, and he's good at what he does. He's been doing it, you know, his whole life, and um, I, and you know, I respect that. He, he uh, I love those stories of people who go into the corporate world, and even though it's in their field that they went to school for, that they're trained for, they still are unhappy, and then they they have to take that step that leap off the edge and uh, of, of the, you have to take this step and leap off the edge of the comfort of the corporate paycheck and of the corporate uh health care and the corporate car and the corporate 
which is a very tough thing to walk away from. Luckily, I've never had to make that decision. My uh, my descent out of the corporate world was I was launched out. I was kicked out of the corporate world, and they were like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here. You don't need to be here." Um, <laughs> and I won't even say what I was doing was corporate. I was just in the office. It was just. Uh, anyways, Tom, thank you so much. I appreciate you coming on the show and um, being very outright and uh, forthcoming with your life story and all that jazz. Go give Tom a follow, of course. Tom Deslongchamp, TomDeLongchamp.com, T-O-M-D-E-S-L-O-N-G-C-H-A-M-P.com. Go out and get yourself some Tom Thinks. And he streams most every day. Um, he's on Pacific Standard Time, so go check it out. Of course, the links are in the show notes. Go get yourself some. Okay, so again, go go check out reinamystique.com, R-E-I-N-A-M-Y-S-T-I-Q-U-E.com. Go check out our start uh, our our um, geez, Louise, our sponsors. I got like a sneeze coming, so it's kind of hindering my thoughts. <laughs> Oh my god. Oh my god. That was gross. That was like a wet, disgusting sneeze that I'm gonna leave. I'm leaving it. I'm not even gonna edit it out. I'm not even gonna do it. I'm just gonna leave it there so you can hear the real disgusting me. Like cause like right now my face feels like it's ovulating. It's just running nose. Like you can kinda tell that I have like my nose is kind of plugged up. It's kind of early in the morning, and maybe I'm putting a little bit of a, a little, a little, little grease on the wheels here to make it sound more than it is. But no. So I'm like, my face is plugged up. Something in the laundry room, and yes, I am in the laundry room again. Uh, something in the laundry room is causing me to have a little bit of an allergy thing. So there's that, and a big wet sneeze. Okay. So, <laughs> go go write the show at we speak English good at gmail.com. You can check out our live streams on twitch.tv slash we speak English good. We have a ball there. Again, the hard pitch. We are incorporating you into the show. We are using your questions. We are talking to you. Your ideas, your thoughts are incorporated into the show now. So, please, if you enjoy this show and you want to be a part of it, come to our live streams. We are streaming every Monday and Friday at 1 p.m. and Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, this Friday, we have Theodore Elvin, who is an amazing, amazing singer, songwriter, music streamer. Uh, he has the chillest voice I've ever heard in my life. Uh, he's from Sweden. And so 9 p.m. Central Eastern Standard Time, wait, Central European Standard Time, or no, Central European Summer Time, so CEST, 9 p.m. So anybody in in Europe, 9 p.m. will be be watching, um, will be streaming with Theodore Alvin, but here it will be 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, which will be middle of the day or in the afternoon i suppose so anyways 
check us out. We'll be live, and we got all kinds of stuff coming up. I really need to get my schedules down better because I, I, I should have, like, full schedules of the months, like, mapped out for people. I, you know what? I honestly am coming off of this big project over the summer, and it's been weeks now. I mean, I've had a vacation, I've but it's just... I, I have not found the the motivation to pick back up where we were before. So, like, I haven't had the motivation, nor the time, really. I've been actually very busy for some... We're, we're getting back into a rhythm, and that means homeschooling and all this crazy stuff. So, I have to get back into making music tutorial videos. I have to get back into... Um, which you guys got to hold me accountable here. You guys gotta let me. Y'all, you're slipping, Mikey P. You're slipping. Where's these videos? But yeah, so I, I gotta get back into a rhythm. I have just been running around doing all kinds of other things other than um, what's important. But I have been improving the stream, been trying to improve the show. Um, I, I have to apologize for the sound quality this month. Or this week, because, oh my god, it's just been, I have not, I've been forgetting to push record on my, I got the Zoom L8, and what's so awesome about it is you can use it as an interface, but then you can also record directly onto a chip, so I can record directly onto a, a micro SD card, and while using it on live streaming, while, you know, it, it's an amazing little device, so, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm forgetting to push record on my soundboard before while I'm live. And then I'll forget, and if I do start it, I'll forget to stop it. So I'll have like an eight hour recording. And like the, 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 it's like a 20 gig project taking up all my space on my hard drive, which, oh God. I was, so mad the other day because I had to delete a bunch of shit off my hard drive. It's a two terabyte hard drive. I alleviated 200, 200 uh, gigs, but that will be gone in, in, in a week's time. I mean, with this video, the video side of the podcast and the video work I was doing over the summer, my poor, very expensive two terabyte hard drive is now about full and I'm going to have to buy another and I don't want to, but that is how it's gonna have to be okay so i uh we had some family in over the weekend which was fun uh we had Raina's sister and her boy over and uh it was wonderful it was like it was really cool bishop got to play with his little cousin and, and he's like he's like about four years old uh, his cousin is and he uh he's really smart and just uh, just a barrel of energy he's perfect match for for my son who is just the same um just so they had a ball they were yelling and fighting and and wrestling and and playing and hugging and and Bishop read him a story, which was the cutest fucking thing. It was like I, we walked in, we were out in the por porch, and the boys were inside, and we had Bishop reading uh, his cousin a book. And uh, when we came in, his cousin was just sitting there, staring off into nothing, listening intently to uh, to Bishop reading 
uh, a story a Tom about Tom the cat, and it was just the sweetest thing. But I was talking to my sister-in-law, and she was telling me how San Diego is sort of just really going to shit right now, and um, how there's the homeless have you know just erupted, and there's tent camps all over the city, and and uh, they're just letting it go, and it's just how. You know, she was uh, she was telling us that when she was coming into San Diego, she, that usually when she flies in, she's like, "Yes, I'm home," and that's how I felt every time I'd go to San Diego. Coming back, even though I'm from the Midwest, when I lived out there and I'd come home to visit, every time I'd fly back, I'd be like, "Yes, I'm back at the beach, bitch!" You know, like just so happy to be back in San Diego. But she she was saying is how. How, you know, she wasn't that happy to be back. She wasn't, you know, she was actually kind of bummed because things are crazy out there. And it's not easy to live out there. You know, it's not it's not easy to uh, make a living and, and have a child. And, you know, it, it's it's not easy getting by out there if you're if you're just, you know, grinding the regular nine to five. And um, I mean, you got to be like, you got to have like. A job at like fucking you know some tech company to to actually live out there or be some high paid lawyer. I mean, Southern California is nuts. It's expensive. Everybody knows this. Not not shedding any new light. But what was interesting was just how she was telling me that you know it's getting bad out there with homeless and and, uh, and, and that's so expensive and, and no one seems to be giving a shit about anything. And, I mean, it's just getting worse and worse out in California. I mean, it is its own little universe out there. But, I don't know. It, it was a great weekend. And I actually, you know, the last day the boys were kind of bummed out. So they were kind of extra fighting and uh, being a little testy towards each other. And it was just because they were, they knew that it was going to come to an end. And, and I actually felt really bad for my son. I felt like really, um, I just felt his little sad melancholy because... He's an only child, and his cousin's an only child, and, you know, like, he, he likes spending time by himself, but he also, you know, you can, we're human. We need other people, and so I know that he's asked for a younger brother, an older brother before, so he wants someone he can just play with, and that's basically what he's looking for. He's looking for a playmate, so um, anyways, yeah, so that was my weekend. It was wonderful. Um and uh enlightening uh so i hope your guys' weekend was well uh, how did your weekend go i hope everyone was being safe uh i know i haven't been being safe lately i've been just sort of this whole lockdown and covid thing is starting to get to everyone not that i'm being super sloppy about things or going out without mask or being an anti-mask or anything but you know we went to washington dc a couple weeks ago i've been sort of seeing friends not too much but just on on a minimal basis seeing friends and you know her sister traveled in from san diego and um we'll see in a couple weeks if she brought covid with her which i doubt it i doubt it uh, but you know it, it's a it's a um i think people are just getting sick of it people are seeing that you know the, the president survived his fat fucking ass, his fat unhealthy ass survived COVID. I think people are gonna start. People are gonna start to be like, "Fuck COVID." But you know, um, there's still deaths out there, and there's still um, 
people getting sick and there's still locked down facilities and it's real it's real i'm not trying to say it's not real it's just oh man it's it's getting hard to function i mean not that hard but you know it's people when you have a family who's been locked in a house for the last six months you know you gotta get out a little but we're doing it safely we're doing it mindfully and we're doing it uh we're doing it big everybody oh my god i got one of those oh my god not the place to do this although it has the best sound i think it has high ceilings and like it has clothes hung up on a hang on a rack so like there's sound absorption the sound can escape up into the high ceilings good times good freaking times okay all right that's everything out of me uh that's it from now um i'm gonna start doing the double episodes so i think maybe we'll start next week um, cause there's a lot of episodes I want to get out before the election and stuff because we talk about a lot of stuff leading up to the election. So I don't want the election to happen and then fucking all this shit's irrelevant what we're talking about. But, um, uh, 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 um, so we're going to do, uh, we'll do a couple, uh, let me see. Who's next? Let, let's see who's next on the docket here. Who's coming up? Our next guest Hold on, hold on. I'm looking, everybody. I'm looking. I'm looking. Um, so it looks like our next guest is going to be Lance. Is it Lance? I think it is. So I think it's Lance O of of Culture Shock. Lance is a um. Lance is a is a MC uh, for the reggae scene down in Southern Florida. He also puts together big shows there. He's a promoter. Uh, he does. He's a radio DJ. He he mixes. He's a he's just he does a lot of stuff. He's a really smart dude. His name is Lance O. He's very well known. Um, but but you should definitely go check uh, him out at Culture Shock. Dot com and that's c r k u l c h s h o k cultureshockmusic.com or cultureshock.com it's one of those and then the music is m u z i k so that's going to be our next guest we had a great conversation coming up so uh yeah i'm thinking about doubling up uh, a little bit over the next couple weeks just to sort of dump some of these episodes with with the new with the new schedule with i have guests lined up a lot of times what would happen was that i would run into the situations where i didn't book enough guests and i would have to come up with like filler episodes but with with it being a live show i have to have my guests lined up well you know month in advance at least so it keeps me on my booking game and in fact i should send out some invitations to the show today but i've just been i've been eating a lot of sugar lately and i've just been feeling sort of like to myself and not want to talk and kind of anxious but that's just the sugar i gotta stop eating sugar we went we were eating fucking donuts we went to the pumpkin farm we went picking apples and of course every single one of these motherfucking places got donuts how are you supposed to get by in this world when you got donuts around every corner drugs it's crack bad all right 
that's enough. I, I can feel my voice getting dry. I can feel the snot coming back to my nose. I can feel all of it happening. So I got to get out of here. All right, guys. Um, be be well. Take care of yourself. Take care of your fellow human beings. HJ's for everybody. I hope y'all are doing okay. Remember to protest peacefully. Socially distance. Remember, we're in this together. And I love you. All right, guys. I'll see you next week uh, with Lanto.